Welcome to episode 248 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is not Randy Michael Stat. We gave him the day off. Instead, <laughs> it's Russell John. We didn't even give him the option. We that could Sometimes eased. that's how you do it. We could have easily got him in here, but. I very passively aggressive <laughs> gave him the day off. <laughs> Russell, how are you on this Tuesday? I'm tired. You had it, y'all party. Y'all didn't do the thing, but you partied last night. What's going on? Yeah, it's going to be confusing because during the episode, I think I talk about it too, about recording. Yeah, isolation thing. Yeah, we didn't do it. So what'd you do? You just partied? Yeah, well, I asked him. It was a nice day, and it was Memorial Day. So I'm like, well, do you want to do like a barbecue before we come over early? And then they they, they responded with like an ultimatum. And it was like, we can barbecue, but we're not doing isolation then. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That is such an old man <laughs> response. Yeah, it's like, we don't have time to do both. I'm like, yeah. what the? Fire up a grill. You yeah. do it while on the street. Yeah, it didn't matter. I don't know. Lord have mercy. Yeah, and it, it's... Uh, so recording this intro right now, it's the first. Chris's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Chris. Wait, that's not what you say. Happy birthday. <laughs> there we go. Well, the other BFG guy, his on uh, the 10th. So What is it with all y'all having very close birthdays together? They're Geminis, so I don't know. That's even more confusing. There's four of them. That's insane. And uh, Chuggy was ooh, two days ago? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Charles had a very um, melodramatic post on Instagram. Oksana Valeria Velasache, did you happen to see that Instagram post from Charles? I did. That's how I knew it was his birthday. <laughs> I read I read it sitting across the table from him. <laughs> yeah, we were playing D&D. He didn't mention it. And then he kind of casually did, and I felt fucking terrible. Also, Charles is, uh, what, a character on this show that showed up a year ago? Yeah. I feel like I got to put him on the ban list. You know who's not on the band list? If there was a reverse of the band list, it's our guest this week, Charlie the Birdman. He flew the coop, baby. Oh He's back in the nest with the Egg Boys. Okay. I didn't hate it. Uh, we, we were very glad, thrilled, chilled, and we spilled all over the floor that our friend uh, Charles Dickey came by uh, for record on Sunday afternoon after um, yeah he was fully vaccinated Randy's fully vaccinated I'm am I technically fully vaccinated I gotta wait two weeks I think you have to wait is that how it works yeah and then you're running your scam so I'm vaccinated yeah no stolen valor dude no I got bath salts from Florida they said they're just as good as Pfizer I want, do you think that like people are like making fake vaccine cards? Yeah. It's like a side business? Yeah, of Dude, course. That's tight. The problem is that uh, I think people thought they were going to be more important. Like you'd need them to get into a baseball game, and that's not the I case. I know. Like, what, yeah. What's the vaccine scam right now? I don't know. There, there has to be a scam. There's a lot. Didn't we watch that show? The scam? Yeah, but did, they didn't go into vaccine scamming. Who was talking about vaccine scamming? I can't remember. I watched something on it. There's a, there's a lot of them. All right, well, let's do a uh, horrorcore rap about vaccine scam. <laughs> I'm down. All right. But before we do that, and before we get to our lovely conversation with Charlie the Birdman and Randy Michael Stat, also in studio, 
Uh, let's go to Oksana Valerian of Osachi, who's going to tell us about screenings in the Bay, a segment that we named four years ago, but has changed dramatically because of COVID. Now, COVID's almost done, but it's not quite done, so it's a little weird because there's not really a whole lot going on in the Bay, but there's a little bit, but there's more stuff in the theaters, so it's kind of like, hey, here's what's going on in the theaters. Oksana! I did see a thing saying that masks were optional at the theater that we go to more often. <gasps> oh, really? really? Wow. Strongly encouraged, but... Um, optional man let's go now naked you, you realize i know we have probably have a lot of people in california listening to this show we're the last state yeah. doing this shit <laughs> we're the last one yeah we always are brother I, and, and <laughs> it feels it feels great uh-huh to close out the race man. yeah right <laughs> yeah we we were a day ahead of everybody shutting down and uh, it will never end. Well, look, <laughs> look. Here's the thing. We're, we're like the janitor. Okay, we're the first one to open up the doors. We're the last one to lock up. <laughs> we are the we are the custodians of this country, California. There you go. Thank you very much. We're the first ones to get there. We're the first ones to say shit it and write, and we're the last ones to do anything about it. <laughs> okay, Oksana. <laughs> oh God. Um. All right. So. <laughs> Why are you always shocked whenever it's your turn Every for this week. segment? <laughs> Every, for shocked. 250 times. It's like, oh, all right, here we go. <laughs> I'm not shocked at all. I just, I don't know how to transition. I know. <laughs> it, is, it is a weird thing. You just say words. Well, I mean. That you have written down. That's why I wanted to pull like the first hundred episodes of the show. It's like all that awkward. Oh, well, we're about to pull this segment. <laughs> All right, so this week, the 20th annual San Francisco Documentary Film Festival will be opening Oh, on Thursday the 3rd. Now, th- th- don't they typically have this in, like, February? Or is that Indie Fest, I think, you know? I think they have, oh, like, okay. four different versions of SF Indie something fest. So this one, I don't know if they've done a virtual, uh, like, a virtual edition before, but this one is partially in theaters, but also... Um, virtual for some of the movies. They have the, the ones that stood out to me are uh, Space Lady, which is about a 71 year old woman who's finally getting recognition for her um, contributions to electronic pop music. All right, I'm yeah. tight. I also learned a word from this description busking. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite word. Do you actually know what that word means? Mm-hmm. He has no idea. What is it? Tune in next week. <laughs> No, what is it? I'm curious. Space Lady is a portrait of a 71-year-old musician, Susan Schneider, a.k.a. The Space Lady, who, after 30 years of homelessness and busking, I have no idea. Busking. (laughs) It's like performing music on the street for donations. Oh. Busking. Didn't know that word. That That sounds like Randy. Hey, Randy. Welcome. (laughs) Busking. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't know any other words. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Oh, I looked it up. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. The activity of playing music in the street or another public place for voluntary donations. Um, this is also shot on 16 millimeter, so... I'm out. I don't know, I think it'll look pretty cool. Oh, 17 minutes? Oh, it's a short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Busking. Let's see, there's also the guinea pig diaries. Oh die. Which is not a short. Well, is, is it found footage? No. I mean, of course you pick the guinea pig diaries. 
I mean, is it Japanese and are women the being cut up? Guinea Pig Diaries shows us firsthand the special bond between humans and their pet <laughs> guinea pigs. <laughs> Revealing stories much more compelling than we ever could have imagined. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Oksana. They're also showing something called Alien on Stage. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> it's about a stage production. Oh, that visual. Of Ridley Scott's Alien. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't you, be funny. You buried the lead here. I, I did that on purpose. Oh. Okay. Do you want to be to you want it to be a surprise? Or you're gonna get to it. <laughs> I was gonna put that one third because it was like the. <laughs> no, no, no! I bet no. Bury the lead of of who is performing here. Oh. An amateur theater group led by a crew of bus drivers <laughs> spend a year creating a stage adaptation of Ridley Scott's science fiction classic Alien. Oh, I'm in. Busking. <laughs> also a feature film. They're busk drivers. That's from the UK. Yeah. So they have a ton more. Um movies in their lineup half of them or a bunch of them I think are also in the virtual was that Anton LaVey what is Anton in the al- dude look at the alien on stage that shit is hella funny <laughs> we should rent that one it's almost like an inflatable head it looks, the- it looks good but now the alien is the xenomorph and it looks ridiculous I uh <laughs> you know I'm, I'm a little behind uh, at the time of the recording for the, the fucking show notes and I gotta put the nest one up so last week I talked about a short the nest that's like hidden on YouTube I'll put that link up I'll do it right after recording and I, I gotta throw in that picture <laughs> that shit is ridiculous looking it's good and look there's a bus in the background <laughs> and the cast is getting off it's <laughs> they've arrived um, so you can see all the the lineup and find out where it's screening uh, S- at sfdocfest2021.eventive.org. It's um, a hell of a fucking website. If you go to sfdocfest, you can just... There's a cool. link. Cool. We'll <laughs> put a link out there. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. Uh, that the next day, the carnivores will be opening in select theaters and streaming. Uh, Alice and Brett's dog Harvey is dying, and he's ruining everything. But had to... What had been a bright little family is quickly getting consumed by clouds of self-doubt, suspicion, and disturb- and a disturbing amount of ground beef. All right. Yeah, I don't know. IMDb has it listed as a comedy drama thriller, but I think... <laughs> that cover doesn't say that. No. I don't know. It does look like a, ra- a movie Randy would like, though. Also, Brett is, also th- is a woman. He's like, wait, which Brett? one is Brett? Brett's, uh, Brett, Brett can be a woman. I've never heard that as a woman's uh, name. But... Grace Under Fire. Uh, what was her name? Brett uh, something. She was a lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good enough for me. All right. What's next? That same Friday the 4th, The Conjuring. Yay. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It will be opening in theaters. Are you going to check this one out, Clark? Brett Butler is a lady. Oh, that, that's it. That really paid off. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, apparently Brett Butler, a huge asshole. Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you this. You sell me on The Conjuring 3, I'm in. But the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, the trailer looks dumb. Yeah. The guy walking on the road one? Yeah, and she's about to walk off a cliff. Yeah. 
trailer. It's like, no, don't do it. Trailer looks, yeah. Check out the description. The Warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. Now, here's the thing. If it's the case that I think it's based on, it's one of them. So my mom was a big uh, Ed and Lorraine fan. And, you know, she likes procedurals and true crime. And they were essentially a real life, like, you know, X-File, like Mulder and Scully. The thing is, they weren't sanctioned by the church and they were doing exorcisms anyway. They're pretty interesting. I looked into them for fucking 10 minutes when the new, uh, when the Conjuring originally was coming out. Yeah. And I was like, they're fucking frauds. Like, I mean, well, obviously, but if this is the case, I think the the person they go to investigate, uh, their parents are like, oh, we think they might be possessed. And then they show up and they're like, they are possessed by 48 demons. And you're like, 48? That wasn't like the second movie? And and it's like, no. And there's a werewolf in there. And like, it's, yeah. It, it's just like reading it. You're like, how did anybody ever take these people like seriously? <laughs> if it's that case, this might be the most bizarre of the whole trilogy. Well, it just seems like it's, it's about to jump the shark here. Yeah, but isn't that cool? I'm kind of ready for them to get weird. Yeah, if it gets weird, not boring. All right, I'll let you know. We're going to go on Friday. Uh, I'll be here, bro. I know, but I just, it sounded like you weren't, like, down you, to go. Hey, I just was told I can go to the movies naked now. Oh, you I can know. see this in D-Box if you want. You can ride the D with no mask on. <laughs> there's one row of D-Box seating. Wait, there's D-Box for the fucking Conjuring <laughs> yes, movies? Yes, Dude, there. I saw I saw nobody in D-Box. Well, I get that. It's an action movie. I don't did know. It, like, did it sync up the seat with like people getting punched? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> now, but what what would happen is that we would have a moment of exposition, just talking, and the seats would go like this. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He's trying to see. I can't do it. When I went to watch, um, went to Star see Star Wars. Wars at one time. I I'm I'm too like riddled with ADD. Like every time I I feel a movement, I'm I can't help but think about the craft. Every time you feel a movement, you should be on a toilet. Well, trying to shake it loose in that chair. Don't do that. Although I have pooped in this chair. I told you about yeah, that. Yeah. That's why I leave it over there. Oxon, anything else? Nope. Pretty questions, queries, concerns, or comments. Please direct those at podcast.overlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not even my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hour is available on Facebook as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. The Overlook Hour is available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on YouTube as The Overlook Theater. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Russell. Yeah. I was spacing out. My bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, I just crushed that, dude. There we go. <laughs> All right. Enjoy Charlie. Uh, enjoy Randy, I guess. And we'll see you next week for episode 249 next week. Do we have a plan for 250? That's right. Yes, we're ending the show. Cool. frowned at the thermometer. If it didn't cool down a bit, the villagers' necks would be hella sweaty all night, and, uh, that's gross to be a mean vampire, I guess. What is happening to this show? <laughs> it's been taken over by Brench Fry.
We got a vampire in the club or something. Now, Charlie, uh, you're here with us today. Yeah. And I, I only bring you up immediately because we, while we were trying to figure out who Brench Fry was, you were one of the first people we thought of. That makes sense. And yeah. it's not you. No. All right. You can go home now. <laughs> I told you, man. I think, I think, it's, a, I think it's a British uh, person. Well, why would they use Hella? Why would a British person say Hella? But okay, but then a couple sentences, a couple uh, episodes prior, they used this the word uh, bit. Uh, scroll, scroll back. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, let's go up. They use British terminologies. Let's figure this out now. Oh, what is happening, Robson? She, oh, I'm looking behind the scenes here. Yeah, well, these are all the older ones because we actually keep uh, yeah. record of all of them. Go, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the end, I got murdered to little bits. See, that's a British thing. Dude. I don't, but also that's that um, is about a spider, right? No, that one's just a ghost. Yeah, he talks about spiders a lot. I feel like bits are in the itsy itsy. bitsy. Yeah, yeah, which is a British thing, dude. I don't know. I heard it before. Is the curds and whey? You don't eat curds and whey here. I don't eat porridge either, but I lived right next to a porridge king. What, dude? Porridge king. There's one over on. um, What is a porridge king? Exactly. It's a popular Filipino restaurant, apparently. I'm into peasant pies. I don't know about porridge king. Peasant, pleasant, peasant, peasant pies. Peasant pie. How the good? Pleasant pies. I went there two days ago. No, they're pleasant. No, they're peasant. And they're pleasant. They they're they're great. I like them. Also, if you know what peasant pie, I mean, if you're a local, there's a ton of parking out there now. It was beautiful. At peasant pie. Yeah. Which one? Um. Good question. The one in the sunset. I love how we start episodes with local talk. That's good. I needed a place to park my car. (laughs) So I'll just go there. Yeah, on the way to Amoeba, that one. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think it's on like 11th or 9th Street. I don't know. But uh, yeah, creepy. Who who was that one by? Did you say that already? That was Brent Fry. He's back. All right. We got two people in studio. You can leave now. All right. All right. Don't. Yeah, you already burned it. We got Randy and Charlie here, man. Yeah, baby. I know. Well, I'm here. <laughs> everybody, see, here's the thing. Char- Charlie's fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Randy's fully vaccinated. I'll be fully vaccinated 13 days, I guess, when mine kicks in. I got mine yesterday. Uh-huh. And you are doing the stolen valor route, going around making up fake uh, vaccine cards. Handed That's out. true. That's <laughs> your side business. I've been um, screenshotting everybody who posts their ID because I'm waiting for the government to come try and arrest me. And I'm By just the gonna, way. I'm going to Photoshop them. Why can't we get the vaccine cards a normal like size? Why can't they be like a business card size? I'm trying to get mine bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Just supposed like, like a bib. I yeah. heard I heard someone laminated theirs and has it like on a like a necklace. I got like a like a badge. I got warned not to um <laughs> you just said the word laminate, laminate. Yeah. to laminate mine by my uh by the first person who injected me. Who had like a superhero name. I'm not going to like put the war? No, it was <laughs> that's it, a it, god. It, it had like the specific it was like a <laughs> You know, her initials are JJ. Oh, yeah. Abrams. So Johnson like and that, Johnson. Yeah. So it's like that kind of um, style of superhero name, you know, like your Peter Parker, whatever the fuck. Oh, of course. Y'all. Marvel bullshit. Some MBS. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. That's it. That's all the. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I have to. That's know. all I got. Yeah. You got Bruce, nothing else? Bruce Wayne. I don't read. I didn't read comic books, dude. I was out there getting pussy as a kid. <laughs> Where are you, though? 
Like gummo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting them to sell for glue? Dirty rabbit pussy, dude. <laughs> well, Charlie, thank you for being here. It's been it's been far too long. It really has been. I think the last time I was on the program was during lockdown, and it was through the weird Zencaster thing, and it, oh, was, yes, it was really it was. bizarre. I Aren't was in you, a bad place, man. Where, where yeah. were you? You were in like a, I was in the woods. You were in the woods. Yeah, I was in uh, in a friend's cabin up in Pescadero. Pescadero, that's oh. where it was. Mm-hmm. How was Pescadero? <laughs> Beautiful. It was. It's. It's a. It's really good up there. Uh, it's all nice. Nothing bad happens. There are only a few rats. It's. <laughs> it's great. It's a census designated place. Now the Pescadero rats are they are they a uh, comparable size rats to this part of the country or we got a little bigger rat, a little smaller rat? There's. I think they're probably a little bigger and their um their fur is like coarser. It's a it's oh. like a wood wood rat. Oh, the wood rat, of course. Yeah, we got wood rats up here. We're in the woods, oh, baby. Okay. This is Spider Town, USA. Mm. I, I love it when you all talk about a topic where Oxon is not sure what to do with the uh, video. <laughs> These component. are beautiful pictures. Just though. start, yeah. <laughs> just start showing rat footage. Well, a minute ago she had like a satellite Swans view of rats of uh, Pescadero rats. <laughs> <laughs> now do Pescadero Rat King. See that guy on the far uh, right there? How to get rid of rats in your home uh, image? That looks very much like the the the, the creatures that that we were having to trap and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but it was cool. I would like I would get up every morning and like chop wood for the fire and stuff. It felt very, felt very nice. There was like a projector set up too, so we could screen stuff all day. Oh, rad! It's a good zone. Now, are you the Rat Man now? Because we used to call you the Bird Man, and you had that intimate relationship with that great app. Yeah, the Audubon app, which I haven't inter- I haven't used the Audubon app in like. Uh, couple years now it's oh, very sad uh, yeah, I, know, I know i know you're I'm, the bird man now i'm moving i'm moving back to pacifica um and so i'll be closer to birds my place in san bruno has just a really shitty view of everything and so uh haven't had a lot of bird opportunities i know is that the unfortunate thing you moved to where we were and then during the pandemic right yeah and now you're leaving mostly yeah due to the pandemic is why we had to well there you uh, go uh, find that place, and um, yeah, now I'm move- moving back over the other side of the hill again, just in time. Back to bird country. Back to bird country. Because yeah. I I can't imagine there's a lot of um, a good bird activity in San Bruno, California. No, we live like right next to SFO in the freeway, so I think all the birds have been paved over. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, you'll see like a seagull. That's lost its way, like the, a rogue seagull or something. Well, if Some Sully thing. taught us anything, you don't want birds near airports. That is true. Sully taught me everything. <laughs> I didn't watch it. What? What is what it? What the fuck? The Clint Eastwood picture, Sully? What the fuck? About Sully with, Sullenberg? With Thomas Hanks? <laughs> no, he landed the flight on the Hudson River? No. Yeah. Come on, man. Mike O'Malley's in it. Sully, man. It makes the 1517 to Paris look like J. Edgar. It's a fucking <laughs> great masterpiece. I never saw the 1517 I haven't seen any of these. I haven't seen a Clint Eastwood movie since Randy, did you Trina. watch this 1517 to Paris? I have not. All right, we got our afternoon activity. Wait, what? <laughs> what, what movie are we talking about? Man, you are behind on, Tom, on, uh, on Clint Eastwood's uh, catalog, man. Tom Hanks is gray? Yeah, because he's Sully Sullenberger. Oh, COVID. What? He was the first to get COVID. He's a pioneer. He was he was the <laughs> first person to get COVID. He was in that wet market. Dude. He likes munch and bet. I bet Tom Hanks would kill it at a wet market. 
Describe the scenario. <laughs> no, that would force me to do a Tom Hanks impression. I don't want to do it. Oh, come on. Are you talking about he's trapping uh, Pescadero rats to bring out to China for the wet market? Or Look at that. He looks good in white hair. Yeah, I like it. Look, what is that, what is that ring? Did he win a Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Oh, man. But did, did y'all see The Mule? No. No. Is, is it good? One of the worst movies I had seen in recent memory. So, like, would you would, so would you terrible. recommend it? Yes. <laughs> okay. 100%. <laughs> I love Clint Eastwood, though, but it's it's time he, he needs to he needs to go back to uh, Carmel by the Sea and, nah, and nah, keep, screw walking, that, man. keep walking into the sea. <laughs> he, right. can, he can't have much more time. He's like 97 yeah, years old. He's really old. Yeah, he should hook up with uh, Marvel Studios and, and direct one of their famous superhero films so that he could... Uh, then be able to make a big project that's personal to him next. <laughs> you know? God, he was born in 1930. He was born... Oh, dude, it's almost his birthday. May 31st. Oh, tomorrow! Look at that. Happy birthday, Clinty boy. At the time of the recording. Russ, are you, are you not a Clint Eastwood fan? Oh, uh, he's okay. Dirty Harry didn't do anything for you? I don't. I never really got into Westerns. his uh, catalog. That deeply. You didn't grow up watching the Western. I, I watch all the old people Westerns. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I did too, because my, yeah. my, my granddad was a big you know, like Gary Cooper fan and, uh, you know, things of that nature. But yeah, the, the Italian stuff was later. Yeah. I haven't watched a lot of Italian Western. Like, I own I own a few. I've never seen them. You got the trilogy. Yeah. And would you watch it without me? I did. Yeah. By the way, two's two's the best one. Okay. <laughs> Good, bad, the ugly is too cute, man. It's not my favorite. Charlie, your thoughts? Um, man, it's been a while since I've seen any of them except for uh, Fistful of Dollars, which I watched like in the past year. And I saw Big Gun Down. Um, oh yeah. Recently, because mm-hmm. it was on some streaming service on the TV. For a few dollars more <laughs> is the best one, because you got Lee Van Cleef. And Eastwood, and they're they're against each other, and then they mm-hmm. work for each other. It's very good. For a few dollars yeah. more, it's the best one. Enemies to lovers, man. <laughs> that's that's this show. That's this dynamic. Oh, yeah, yeah. People love it. All right, Russ, what do you got up top, babe? Oh, a bunch of shit you're going to hate. <laughs> no, yeah. I have one story that I was threatening you with last week. Oh, boy. I really just wanted to play the audio Is for you. Is it Bitcoin related? Uh, it might be. By the way, Bitcoin's dead, dude. A Bitcoin will never die. Randy is dead. I don't I don't know if Bitcoin's gonna have a harder time than Elon talking shit, China pulling out. Like there was there was a perfect storm and it dropped. Bounced back. I mean it's always been volatile. Randy, Randy will tell you. How much have you lost on Bitcoin, dude? Nothing. Yeah. Really. That's the way you look at that. Yeah. How much is I didn't it lose worth? My investment. <laughs> you what? I haven't lost anything on my investment. Oh, what happened? Dude. It's not worth. I mean, it as goes much. up and down yeah. all the time, but you know, I didn't yeah. technically lose any money. You will. I got it. I got it. See, yeah. Look at the anti-crypto people. You're always rooting for us to fail. Yes. Yes. Well, I hope you know our show is an NFT now, and if Bitcoin goes down, we I think go to jail. So oh. you you won't make it in jail, <laughs> dude. Do you know how many times I've watched Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine? <laughs> is that why you're growing out it, the facial hair? I got it down, dude. Dude, I'm handsome now with facial hair, baby. You're getting ready for prison. I know. No, it looks like pubis. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I can't grow facial hair. It doesn't at all. It looks terrible. If you grow it out further, will it be straight? Do, 
Okay, yeah, but I got his chin strap. No, nothing on my cheeks. Mm-hmm. I look like a Serbian nightclub promoter. It's very weird. That's a cool vibe, though. Yeah, people go to those nightclubs. <laughs> it's it's not it's not like you're someone who keeps people away from nightclubs. But um, it's not my scene, Charlie. I know you're. You don't have to be in the nightclub. You you convince other people that it's a good place to that be, and then you go to your scene. <laughs> I just, but I, but I'm just, you know, tied you to the nightclub because you can't help that you're good at it, <sighs> brother. I get you there. <laughs> you know, so I, yeah, I didn't think that I was going to be in my mid thirties working for a home warranty company and handling oh. escalations very well. Cut all of that out. <laughs> no, there's no editing in this show. I'll just put a really long bleep. It's horrible. All right. You ready? You ready to be annoyed? All right. Bitcoin it up. All right. Here we go. Star and former pro wrestler John Cena has touched off an international controversy. Cena apologized to the people of China after calling Taiwan a country during a promotional interview with a Taiwanese broadcaster. Taiwan is a country. I mean, it's, it's an independent country. John Cena is not alone in Hollywood in towing that line. He called Taiwan a country. What? Which gives us the clip that I threatened you with. You ready? Alright. I I don't know why. I find it very soothing listening to him apologizing what I'm guessing is Mandarin for referring to Taiwan as a country. I enjoy it so much. I don't know what's happening. He's talking. That's not John Cena. That's John Cena. What? That's John Cena. If if you listen to the beginning of the clip, you can hear him say John Cena. Here we go. No, I heard it. Yeah, that's him. But I thought it was a guy talking to John Cena. No, no, that's him apologizing. He did it like in his house with the phone, just saying like, sorry to China. Did he brush up on that just to make this apology? I, 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 no, or is I think this like a thing he does? He's been able to speak Mandarin for a long time. Really? Yeah. Look at Rosetta Stone. Did he, did he learn or did he just come up with the ability? I, you know that what? <laughs> That's a very John Cena thing. It's part of his WWE contract. Mm. No, but I, I don't know why. I find it incredibly hilarious. And uh, it's also interesting how our Hollywood market is like... He's only 6'1". I could probably beat him up. Also... <laughs> Taiwan's not a country? It, well, the joke now is that next uh, he'll be apologizing to Russia for calling Ukraine a country. Oksana, earbuds. Air yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have a mic or a headset this week. So on, honestly, I just realized you probably couldn't hear that clip either, right? Yeah. It's fine. I'll show you the video later. Because there is video. And the Colbert Report did a bit with it where they changed his subtitles to like be a threat. It's actually kind of offensive. If you give a shit about any of it, I don't know. It's pretty funny. All right. But uh, any more political things on our movie show? Well, I mean, it matters because it's American film. Uh, that Nomad Land. Did anybody see that? Randy, you sign off on this? I uh, yeah, I don't know. I watched Nomad Land. <laughs> there you That's go. That's all I know. I know. She won, right? I think we talked about. Who was out? Yeah. For me, Marshalls. Well, I mean, don't With you a care? Ripped Kumail Nanjiani. I'll men- the I'll Eternals. Mention, I'll mention yeah. this again. Okay. Don't you care that they changed the patch on the back of Tom Cruise's jacket? In the new Top Gun movie, when's that coming out? By the way, I have no idea. I couldn't. I couldn't care it's less not about that today. film. 
I'm going to go see it in IMAX, dude. I'm down. You're Are you? going to go see it? Yeah. Oh, speaking of IMAX, a movie I'm going to talk about later that I wanted to complain about just right off the bat uh, is not playing in IMAX, A Quiet Place 2. It got bumped by Cruella. Of course. How fucking dumb is that? I mean, I know they're going to make more money on that. Yeah. But dude, I, after watching A Quiet Place, I would go to IMAX oh, and no, rewatch it. Harley Quinn with dogs, dude. I don't care. Now, the actress that played Harley Quinn? Yes. Okay, I, I didn't know. No, it's not her, no. but that's what it looks oh. like. There, it's a Harley Quinnization of Disney. Oh, it's just the origin story shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch Harley Quinn, but I know Randy was a fan. I like Birds of Prey. It's fun. Charlie, your thoughts? Um, I didn't see Birds of Prey, but I have HBO Max, so you, I could conceivably see it. Charlie, you were seriously letting me down with the bird stuff. I know, I really am. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. Okay, so I got I got bird stuff coming up. We're good. Oh, okay, all We're right. Good. Technically, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like we'll see how 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 birdy you think it is. But I think it's fairly. We'll go for it. Avian. Everything else I got, I'll bring up when I start talking about film. Actually, no, that's not true. Because uh, I have another round. Now, are you going to help me out with this intro? Good film. What intro? Wait, what'd you say, Randy? Nice. You said another round. I missed it. Reset the whole moment. Oh, okay. No, didn't watch that. You got another thing or can I do my thing? No, I got a thing. I do. And are you going to help me with the intro? Because last week you kept jumping, you chimed in and I didn't hate it. I I have no recollection, but let's go. You have no idea. No idea. All right, then you're not helping me on the TBR report. Oh. The Thomas Burke report. That's good. You forgot already. The it's Thomas been... Burke Report. Oh my God. We just did it. Thomas, I apologize. I know he's a huge fan of this show. He's my one agent I have in the field. Bring him in. Also, uh, now, Tom, he emailed me again with my next uh, homework assignment. And in the email, he refers to the report as the TBR Report. So the acronym was already kind of like it needed to be workshopped, but now I'm just confused. All right. Play the play the play again and we'll mix things up. All right. Do you want a cue or do you want me to say the TBR or anything? Or I say the TBR. Okay, then just point to me when you want me to start it. The TBR. But now shit. Okay. All right, take three. Take three. All right. Go ahead. Give me the signal. It's the Thomas Burke report. All right, you're fired. <laughs> Next time I'm turning the mic off when we're talking. The TBR report. Mm. Your voice is not as cool as nah. mine. Well, the whole the whole premise of having a stinger for this was like to be not cool. Doesn't the when, R stand for report? That's what I thought. Well, it could have been the Thomas Burke, the Thomas Burke Review, oh. or the Thomas Burke Roundup, or the Thomas Burke. The, so he titled it the TBR Report Second Edition Recommendation Edition. Yeah, so the acronym is evolving. Recommendation of dish. Anyway. Recommendation. He said, hey, y'all. Really excited to be sending you the next recommendation title, The Alien Report. Oh, The Alien. I know, yeah, dude, we were on the same page. Here, let's do it again. The next recommendation titled, The Alien Report. The Alien Report. Oh, you already did God it. damn it. <laughs> we got to be able to reset stuff on this show. God, no, you not. You need to know how to dance. You All just right, mosh pit, dude. Hey, I've been in a pit with you. Yeah, that's Pit, pit Clark. Clark was there. Yeah, but I'm trying to be Fred and Ginger over here. You know, my two memories of that trip are Pit Clark. 
Okay, I got three memories. Jinko Gino. Jinko Gino. He was born. And then I remember we were next to an outdoor pool above ground, and it said no puking. Yeah. Right? No diarrhea. No diarrhea. No diarrhea. That yes. was, <laughs> those were my three memories. This is, of course, the, it, the trip that we took one November. It was Russell, Oksana, Marbles, and myself. It was the Uff trip. Went to a uh, Best Western in Santa Cruz, California. R.I.P. Marbles. To go see Guar in concert with a ghoul. <laughs> it was a GG. It was a ghoul and guar show. Also, Randy, you know who we saw there? No idea. Hammershot. Okay, nice. Yeah, and we, we and ran he, into a mutual friend who uh cleaned up air quotes. There. Dude, okay. Literally, he said, he said, Yeah, man, I'm, I'm clean and sober now. The second he said that, a fifth of whiskey fell out of his pocket. <laughs> was it full? It was empty. Oh, he, no. he scrambled for it like he was about to lose something valuable. Mm. So I, yeah, there was cycling. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he stopped doing the harder stuff, but he uh, still sipping the, the alcohol. Well, right you know? before he had admitted to taking a painkiller, he's like, oh, my back still hurts. Yeah. And then that fell out. His pupils. Well, he was just talking about getting uh, disability from work. Yeah. <laughs> and his pupils were so dilated, they... I, could, I don't know. Oh, there's really, something there. really dilated right. or something. We'll think about it as we get back to the report. What is this? D- okay, Oksana, you got to slow down with the visuals. I'm not even on the movie yet. Back to the TBR report. The TBR report. <laughs> okay, so the movie's called The Alien Report. A lifelong alien abductee figures out a clever way to record his alien encounters using a micro camera and shares high-res video of telepathic beings, human hybrids, and more. Now, telepathic beings or beings? Beings. Oh, okay. Um, you said telepathic beings. That I know. probably did. I got mush mouth. Uh, while it may be fair to give certain critiques on the film, it's pretty much impossible to argue that anyone who has ever seen any... That now he has a weird typo here. I'm gonna try and I'm sorry, uh, Mr. TB, but I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase. He's saying nobody's ever seen anything like this. Their use of micro cameras and both special and visual effects are just amazing. Excited to hear what you think. Now he didn't give me much. Are you pulling up the trailer? If you want, go ahead. You can play through the visuals. This film. We open up. Y'all saw the movie. Yeah, I I have to watch it every week. That's the thing. What I want to watch that. Alien you forgot report. the damn segment. Here we go. Okay. Do you understand so, that I'm a cornerstone <laughs> of the home warranty industry? Okay. Here we go. Now, the Alien Report opens with a uh, very glossy kind of like lame sci-fi feel, and it quickly cuts. Okay, stop playing that. Now it quickly cuts to a sexy gray alien girl who's walking at a POV camera. Then we cut to, uh, if you're watching the video on YouTube, there's a very scarred up looking gentleman that's our lead. And he's uh, creating, um, he's documenting his journey as he's figured out a way to record the aliens as they're abducting him. But when we join him, he's currently sneaking up on a car that's been staking him out. And he talks about Mm. how there have been several cars doing this his whole life. And he's going to try and get them on film, too. Also, we cut to a junkyard. He's in a junkyard, and he's just bought a device offline that's supposed to help him blow out windows of a car. Of course. So it's almost like a fuse. You know, people talk about you put a fuse to a window, and it will shatter it. This thing just like a hammer. Exactly. But this will, like, pop it out in one shot. Oh, Oh, uh, hammer shot. (laughs) R.I.P. Now, 
we we uh with that little bit of information he blows out a window in a junkyard and then uh we're back to him in an urban setting it doesn't look like um we're below the poverty line here and he's riding a bike furiously through alleys what kind of bike bmx you got no pegs? idea I, I know you're a bike guy. We're yeah. going to have to, we'll have to get you on there to. Dude, I bet he had pegs. It was sick. <laughs> I know you love getting pegged. Now. I didn't have pegs on my bike. <laughs> I had a racing bike. <laughs> oh my, okay. We'll, we'll get back to that. Red line. So, so he rides up on a car with heavily tinted windows like everybody out here in the Bay Area. What kind of car? Uh, phew, I have no idea. SUV? No, it uh, it looked something like I don't know. A you Tesla. need to pay more attention to cars. Than I don't know. Days, I don't know cars or bikes, dude. You know coffee? <laughs> Now, the car peels out, and he's chasing it. It's hopeless. He's not going to catch up to them. The only thing that can help him out in this car chase. Now, mind you, we have a car chase in a found footage movie in, like, minute three. Now, he's going down the street. It's beautifully captured. Also, he points out that he's got three cameras on him at the mm. time. He has a hearing aid. On his person? Yeah, on his person. So in his hearing aid, he put a micro camera. What? So that's that's how he's been getting footage of the- We got an ear cam? Of, yeah, of the extraterrestrials. Oh, now, he's also God. got a camera mounted on his bike, like hidden in the... Um, it's not really hidden. It's kind of like a GoPro anybody would have. And he's got one in his urethra. And then he's got one hidden in the bike where a screw would be. He put one in. He's also got a body cam. And he's got a camera somewhere else. I can't remember. And uh, he's chasing the car. They make a couple turns. Only thing that can help him now is the traffic lights or a car pulling off uh, and blocking them. They make a turn, you hear a woof, and he makes the turn, the car is gone. It's, I don't know how they did it. Clearly, there's a lot of, like, kind of uh, amazing special effects in this movie, but they're making cars disappear in car chases. They have um, some- Dude, David Copperfield's been doing that for two decades. Dude, it, they have, like, surreal um, imagery. Like, go ahead and keep playing the the damn thing. Now- I should mention that Thomas Burke, he also DM'd me and was like, hey, I need your Venmo information. Some guy like, in Visalia likes it. Wait, it was, it was that who uh, the quote yeah, was, was for? Review, yeah. Oh, what? So what? here we go. What kind of car was that? That was a Scion. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. He's blowing it out. Again, YouTube, you can see all this. All right, I have, I have, some, I have some questions. Well, hold on. I just want to mention that you know, Thomas Burke reached out and he said, what's your Venmo? Because the movie I'm going to ask you to watch, you got to rent it. And he said, don't even bother telling me that you won't take the money because I'm just going to fight you on it. So I said, okay, fine. Like, it's fine. I don't have the Venmo control. That's Oksana. You got to talk to her. Oksana straight up said, fuck you. We're not taking your money. Yeah. And Because uh, she's cold and European. And then it turned out the movie was a $20 rental. Whoa. Which is the only way you can watch it, <laughs> which is totally fine. And honestly, it was worth it. I think we got a 70-minute runtime here. The aliens are all um, people in prosthetic, mixed with CG. Th this movie is fucking undescribable and amazing. I um, If you're a found footage fan... I definitely recommend you spring the 20 bucks to support this fucking movie because I've never seen anything like it. Now, I should I should say the supporting cast here isn't great at acting. The lead is mostly great. There are a couple moments where it's like kind of shoddy, but dude, he that's, looks like Joe Burrow. It's uh, who's that? The quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought that, too. And uh, <laughs> dude, it's a fucking trip. I think, Clark, you'd be into it just for the uh, couple of nude aliens that show up. Oh, did you get hard? 
Uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, she's hot. I don't think so. Randy, what do you think? Who's that? So she's a hybrid. Oh. That's why she had hair. Blair Witch meets 2001 A Space Odyssey? Count me in. Amazing. Okay, kill this trailer. Brian I had, from Dayton we, we gotta stop From Dayton, this. Ohio. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Nobody's seen it. I think it... Brian has? It did a couple of uh, film is this, fest tours. Is this brand new? It. It's, um, it's available on Vimeo for rental. That's it. The Mayo. The Mayo. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Josadi. <laughs> For $20. I mean, nobody's seen it. Because one, who I'll, the fuck I'll is do look, it. Who's looking on Vimeo for a movie? I'll give, and second. Look, I'll give $20 to these guys. I'm not giving $20 to Guy Ritchie to watch Wrath of Man at home. What about Cruella? I mean, come on. What about Wrath of Khan? $5. Yeah, dude. Alien oh, Report. That's a good game. We should just toss out titles and give dollar amounts. <laughs> <laughs> Robocop 3. Sad. Two fifty five. Now is this rental or to own? Rental. Oh come on. Let's do to own. Physical media or digital? Digital media. Digital media. Okay. How much did how much digital media do you own? Um well lately, like outside of your a vast NFT collection. Um Ooh. You know what? Actually, when I would buy movies and they had the digital code, I would just give them away. So none of those count. Right. Do you have you have a digital collection or not really? Probably like 20 to 30. Not yeah. a lot. Oh, he's got more than me. I think we might have five. I mean, honestly, uh, the movie I'm going to review later, I'm probably going to buy on Amazon Prime. So, oh, yeah. And like Jorge, uh, Jorge Torres Torres, I'm probably going to go back and buy Shadow Zombie. JTT? Yeah. Who's uh, amazing. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jorge Torres Anyway, Torres. that was uh, the second edition of the T. Well, I mean, oh, man, the acronym is growing. It's kind of intimidating me. You tease the song, you gotta play something. It could be TT. No, the TBRR. Okay, let's Stop. just decide. We gotta workshop this now. Thomas Burke, what's that R stand for? It's the for? Thomas Burke Report. This is the end of the conversation. But it's TBRR. Okay. All right, I'm gonna turn your mic off. Randy, I'm talking to you now. <laughs> what's the R? The TBR Report. The TBR Report. I like that bumper music. Thank you. It's the Tampa Bay Rays report. They're doing, <laughs> they're doing well in the professional baseball league. Oh. I prefer the Devil Rays. All right. They killed Steve Irwin, dude. They did. All right. What are you pulling up? My, I'm uh, worried. My nephew is a big fan of Steve Irwin. He watches the old Steve Irwin's thing. And oh, I, had, yeah. I had to tell him that he died. Did, well, does he watch Bindi? I don't know. I think, yeah, because they got the news. So he watches the old ones, though. The old ones still come on all the time. I'm sure they do. He kind of cornered that market. Also, Bendy is... Banging? <laughs> She's married, dude. Oh, that's not a deal breaker for Clark. It's fine. I oh, think it's B-I-N-D-I. It's definitely not a deal breaker. Look at my research history. B-I-N-D-I. All right, briefly, I just want to mention... No, that is not Bendy. Search Irwin at the end. Oh, man. Or woman. All right, Randy. What movie you got? I've been watching a whole lot, but um, this might be con- controversial, <laughs> whether it's a film or not. Oh, oh, weird. I love it. It's a. Uh, I'm calling it a 10 hour film. All right, mm. all right, we're done. It was a live stream by Barry Jenkins called The Underground Railroad. Oh my goodness! It's an adaptation of a novel by the same name by Colson Whitehead. Um. 
And uh, so far, it's really good. I'm only like three episodes in, but um, he's working with the same cinematographer and the same um, composer. And um, yeah, I don't know. It looks it looks beautiful. It's a very good looking um, show. Um, but yeah, you know, it's also very dark and um, not a series that you really want to binge. So I've kind of been taking my time with it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really liking it so far. It's um, so you know, Underground Railroad. The book um, uh, kind of imagines. So it's got like the realism of you know how the South was um in America back in the day, but it also has like this kind of fantasy or like magic realism, where like the Underground Railroad is actually an underground railroad, and there's like train conductors and like people kind of like organizing like oh um, finally a situation going down underground, but. Damn, um, it's I cool. like that. I like the I like the tone of it. It's um, like I said, it gets um, you know, uncomfortable at times, and um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, overall, it it looks beautiful, and it's it's shot really well. And oh, a, a, it. a film about slavery gets uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'll be dog. Now, so I picked up the the book. Still haven't uh, gotten around to reading any book yet, <laughs> yeah, ever. Um, but yeah, no, I was in, I was intrigued by the magical realism uh, pitch of it. And yeah. uh, just curious where, if I wanted to watch this, where would I go to to hit play? It's on the old uh, Amazon Prime. If you want to give Bezos some more money over there. Also, if you want to talk about books people haven't read, you see up here on that shelf? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I read it. It's a book. And what's it about? Uh, there's a skeleton. <laughs> He takes a bow. Now, what mm. really? Where did that book come from? Because I was, I was at. What, it's a series. Yeah, Dungeon it's a Siege. Series. It's a series of books. Uh, uh, cozy skeleton. Uh, skeleton. Oh, sorry. It's a family skeleton mystery um, by Lee Perry. Uh, there's a skeleton who lives in like a attic or a basement, and he watches like Harry Potter movies all day. <laughs> and then he's like, he solves his own murder and shit, and he watches anime. And he dresses up as a different skeleton to go to an anime convention. Now, you haven't he, read it, have I've you? I've read the first one. Okay. Now, when he solves his own murder, is yeah. there retribution involved? Or did he's like, oh, figured it out. Is he he's, out to take like, the skeleton oh, of I, his I murder? it out. And it turns out that what I need to do is continue to be a charming skeleton living with this same family or whatever. And he befriends a dog instead of antagonizing the dog. Now, is that why you bought it? Because there was a dog on the cover? I bought it because in the field of cozy mysteries, there are very few ambulatory skeletons. It's mostly like flesh and blood people. Oh, the worst. You know, with hobbies or professions. The, and this and ideas. A fucking talking skeleton that <laughs> skitters into its armoire and just, it does really creepy things, but it's all described as if it were cute. <laughs> And it's like, no, this is, I don't know, there's something really appealing about the mismatch of tones going on with the family skeleton mysteries. So uh, now, There's a Christmas-themed one that I haven't checked out yet, but I'm sure it's a masterpiece. Oh, uh, <laughs> which book is that? The, is, this, is this the first one? No, this is, that's what the one the f- that you have as number two or three. It's where the skeleton, um, his skull becomes used as a prop in a high school production of uh, Hamlet and overhears a murder taking place, but doesn't get to witness it with his skeleton eyes because he's in a locker or something because <laughs> he got left there overnight accidentally. Now, can, can I pick that up and jump in? Uh, yeah. Without book one? Yeah. I don't need, like, they don't explain why he's a skeleton in book one. They'll, I mean, that's, I mean, book one is mostly about kind of him coming to a greater understanding of why he's a nerdy skeleton. 
Because oh. he's like, oh, I, I don't have any memories. I'm just a skeleton. Well, I mean, that dog and him seem to be getting along really well. Yeah, by so. book two or three, the dog and him be, probably become friends and such. <laughs> and like the the woman that he lives with, like probably goes out on on more dates and stuff. Like she's an assistant professor or associate professor at some university and stuff. Yeah, man. Okay, because I might read it. Uh, we <laughs> not it's, it's worth your time. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, w- what is worth my time? Tough to say. I'll t- you know. I think what burned me on reading books was just uh, not enough poor. Skeletons. No, the poor writing. Because I used to read a lot of fantasy novels, and oh, they'd be like poorly written. Just like, like, you know what I hate about Why a book? Why are you reading L. Ron Hubbard? Then? Well, here's the, here's the thing. If you're going to like introduce a new alien like L. Ron liked to do, g- give me a description right off the bat. I hate it when I get to the end of a fantasy novel. <laughs> Look at that cover. And I can, I can clearly picture the alien, but in the beginning, I got nothing to go on. Mm-hmm. And I constantly came into that with fantasy books. Yeah. Also, did you see the skeleton we have downstairs? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah uh, thank you, Bill Spataro, who uh, sent me and Oksana a joint birthday gift of a full human skeleton like you would see in all those um, sex comedies in the 80s. Which I have named Catherine Zeta-Bones. Nice. He'll change the name in like 15 minutes. Tommy Lee Bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm, getting back, Bones. I'm getting back into reading. Absolutely. There's... Um, there's somewhere on YouTube. There's a promotional clip for I think the Christmas of Christmas book of the skeleton series, where it's like a shitty song about like it's like the I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, but it's changed to like I want a stupid skeleton for Christmas or some <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, she's had to change publishers to publish these things because the original publishing house I don't think is like picking up the last two or three of the series. And you, you can't just like stop writing books about skeletons, dude. So now, now what else has now. has Lee Perry done? Um, I mean, I think she's like a Nobel laureate for her other work in the field of literature. No, I've, I've I think it's just this. It's just dude. Right. Amazon is not only you know I love to go to Amazon Prime to find the weirdest indie like film, but man, they've got some weird fucking books on there too. I think there was a Bigfoot like sex book. That I, mm. you know, the I found a girl who was reviewing it on YouTube, and I remember going through all her shit trying to find a clip that was worth playing on here, and I just couldn't do it. When you know the bar is very low for the shit I'll play anyway, so yeah. that's how boring she is. But yeah, I don't know. I yeah, me and Randy were talking before recording about how uh, scary thoughts. One of their hosts, he just reads a hundred books a year, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I fucking could do maybe twenty. So I today I woke up and I. Spent two hours reading a book. Hopefully I can keep that up. I haven't been able to do it with like exercise or anything else, but yeah, we'll try that. You had a book you just bought, right? And you were like, I'm going to read this. No, one. I bought it years ago. That's the whole thing. Blood Meridian? Oh. Yes, I will. I will read Blood Meridian. It's going it. to happen. We're going to read it together. Well, we get book club. Book club yeah. How about, oh, how do book clubs work? <laughs> you get five friends or any X amount of friends and say, hey, let's all read all this. Right. I'm glad you changed it from five to a. I know, variable. five. Jeez. <laughs> we got a book club in this room. Oh, God. We got That's five true. right here. We could do it. All right. Skeleton takes a bow. <laughs> Charlie, lead the What's way. A, no, man. We'll, read, we'll do Blood Meridian. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've read that one before. I haven't read Skeleton Takes a Bow. Boo. All right, now, Randy, back to the Underground Railroad. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, is, is, is Harriet Tubman have anything to do with this? or Not yet, no. Not yet. 
I mean, I'm I'm only three episodes deep. The oh, main character's name is Cora. I understand. And so she's um, trying to leave Georgia. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't think so, but I've yet to find out. Interesting. So is, is the fan the like fantasy element? Is it because the uh, protagonist is a child? I don't think she's a child. I mean, she's oh, probably she looked like really young in the teens, maybe. Okay, maybe late but you teens. know what I mean. Like, kind of. I don't know. I I think it's interesting when narratives will express like children anxieties in like yeah. What's the fucking underground railroad? Well, it's a train underground, yeah. which I clearly believe. It from, doesn't. Oh, yes. yeah, middle school. It doesn't feel childish <laughs> at all. It's just like I don't know. It feels like I don't know. It feels right in the tone of the show. Well, I don't know. It doesn't feel like ultra childish or yeah, yeah it doesn't, does it feel, it doesn't feel out of place childish? well i'm i'm thinking more like uh tigers are not afraid sure yeah, yeah, yeah. right because that's not like it's not really like kid material but that's it's true. kids yeah. navigating the Similar. world yeah that's cool i'd be into that there is however an unfortunate cg fire sequence in the first episode i mean uh, you just gotta live with it sometimes i don't know man there's been a lot of bad cg fire yeah. <laughs> I used to write it down too, and I'm like, maybe we, maybe we should just. You had a CG fire log, yeah, because I wanted to bring it up on the show, and I I just never did. We, we are constantly on CG fire watch. I know. It'd be a good letterbox list. We are. All right, mm. that's the. You know what? It's back. I'm gonna start. <laughs> we're making CG fire watch happen, we're, dude. We're CG firemen, dude. We have like a helicopter, like a chopper, like. It's yeah. No, we could make. We're gonna do that. All right, Randy. What else? Another TV show. Oh my god! Also on HBO. You talk about TV every every. I week. was gonna think. Yeah, but you have to. You have to be better, dude. <laughs> I'll try next week. Um, been really enjoying the TV show Hacks on HBO, featuring uh, takes one it, to know one. Hits, hits too close Smart. to home for me. Um, it's really good. It's uh, essentially so. There's this like twenty something year old um, girl living in LA. She's like a TV writer, and she like makes uh, a tweet that 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 is bad, and she kind of gets canceled. Um, and she kind of, I think she gets fired from her job and she's looking for a new job. Oh, a la Roseanne? I guess so, yeah. Except right. for much, much younger than Roseanne. Um, and then, yeah, she gets like this, <laughs> this mysterious sort of like job offer. And they're like, hey, we'll fly you to Vegas. And like, you have this interview with uh, this person played by Gene Smart. Uh, so she is like this big, like old time comedian who has like a residency in Las Vegas. And she goes to interview with her and like, Gene Smart is just like really sort of like mean um, to her in the interview. And she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I didn't even sign up for this. So she kind of just like tells her to fuck off and she like walks out. And then after she like tells her to fuck off, uh, Gene Smart is like, okay, I think I kind of like this kid. So she like chases her down and then they start working together. And then so they kind of uh, Gene Smart's characters, like producers, like brought this younger girl in to kind of like make her jokes a little more like relevant. Cause she's like getting kind of old. So there's, I don't know, just a lot of like really interesting, like conversations about like comedy and like the generational gap between them two. Does it all take place in Las Vegas? Um, yeah, most of it. I think like the first episode doesn't cause she's, oh, she's in got LA. a phantom dude. Yeah, sure. Is that that car? Yes. It's a Rolls Royce. And she's listening to the opera. You go back, go back to the, uh, that little hood emblem that, that uh-huh. actually goes inside the car. You can press Ooh. a button and it can go. That's it. Retractable. What does it do? nice. That's rad. Yeah. When it's in there, what does it do? Well, no, because that emblem probably costs mm, fifteen thousand dollars. 
It reads, Skeleton Takes a Bow. Oh, that's pretty cool. It doesn't have any adventures. Oh, by the way, <laughs> remind me. I'll show you the craziest video I have ever seen in my life. Okay. Way to <laughs> casually drop that. Is it a uh, beheading video that you saw? In <laughs> no, no, but I'll tell you, it's more impressive. It's this Asian guy who made a Bugatti Chiron out of wood for his son. Oh, excuse now, me? a Bugatti Chiron is a $3 million car. Um, he made one out of wood that now, is insane, and it runs. And he's like, oh, he's building it for his son. Then you get to the end of the video. His son is two years old. <laughs> I'm telling the craftsmanship is world class. It's unbelievable. <laughs> See if you can find it. No, Bugatti, do it <laughs> this is this is what I'm using my wait, time for. Wait, if I can if I can whittle a shoe out of wood. Be you and I call it a Nike. Yeah, called cobbling. Bugatti. There is you it go. Co- it's whittling. B-U-G-A-T-T-I. Thank you, Randy. Made out of wood. The now, cobbler, Adam Sandler. Now, if I carve my own Nikes out of wood and then I call them Nikes, I still don't think they're Nikes. Yeah, hit the video. We'll skip around. <laughs> right? Am I right? Wait, what's your yeah, Nike? because they're not manufactured by Nike. Yeah. Wait, what? No, but he made this to scale. It doesn't make it an actual Bugatti, though. <laughs> I'm not saying. Look at it. Would you click the video? What are you doing? Quick. I'm mad on bikes. An Indonesian this workshop. This is not has the video. You work. had the video. Yeah, Oksana, get it right. Then you click the other video. Capital One advertisement. Also, this is a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the one you clicked three videos ago. Yes, Vimeo. You did click it. Advertisement. And then, then you went also away known with as the Vimeo. Ads. <laughs> there we go. Look at this. It runs, dude. It What's it run runs. on? America runs on Duncan. Look at this. Look at this. Build the most beautiful wooden Bugatti. Seems heavy for my son. I oh, think I've, it's out of wood. I've seen a slightly more beautiful wooden Bugatti, but this one actually does look nice too. Yeah, looks okay. Look at this. I drop like a couple hundred on it, dude. It's insane. My mouth was agape the entire time I watched this. Recreate that. Now my mouth was not agape during the movies that I talk, want to talk about. This nice. Week. Ooh. Segway King. I will not talk about um, <laughs> the Gia Coppola film that Randy likes, and I don't understand why. I like Andrew Garfield in it. The movie's okay. The movie is terrible. And Andrew Garfield is, he, you, you need to, I don't know, what's, going, what's wrong with him? He's getting weird, man. He's, we shared the same birthday, and I try to fight for him, but he's just, he's getting out of pocket now. He's running around with a dildo in this movie. Uh-huh. He thinks he's funny. I don't know. The movie's very <laughs> strange. I think I lost track of him with the uh, Silver Lake, man. And this this seemed very Silver Lakey E. Yeah. Kind of Silver Lake adjacent. Yeah. And uh what what is the name of it called? Under the Silver Lake? No, no, no. Mainstream. Mainstream. Gia Coppola. Yeah. Horrible. All right. I liked Palo Alto though. But the movie I do want to talk about is a movie that I did enjoy called North Hollywood. Randy, you know about this? Vaguely. Now, you saw and are a fan of the Jonah Hill uh, motion picture mid-90s, correct? Yeah. I believe it's got several of the same cast members. Nice. 
uh, the kid who played fourth grade. Okay, yeah, yeah. He is the star of this film. Huh? Very good. Uh, Riley something is his name. I believe he is an actual skateboarder. And um, he's very good in this movie, North Hollywood. Now, the movie opens up Russell Fisher with this kid, and he's getting ready. Okay, he just got out of the shower. And then he, you see his dad. Full nude? No. And then his dad's yelling at him. He's like, hey, can you come in here? Who plays his dad? Vincent. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> hey, kid. <laughs> hey, kid, can you come in here? Um, Vincent Vaughn plays his father. You right know, out of prison? Right out of prison. He's got the <laughs> neck tat and everything. Skull tat. Uh, love the first two minutes of this movie where they're doing a bit about uh, the shower curtain and how he didn't tuck the shower curtain in when he goes into the shower and now water's all over the floor. And then Vince Vaughn's just doing a bit about, what are you, a child? You don't know how to, you, you're 18 years old. You don't know you put the shower curtain inside of the shower? He's like, I don't know. I just don't do it. I don't know. It was. It seemed a very natural conversation that a parent would have with their shithead kid. Yo, Blake Anderson's in this. Yes, Blake Anderson is in it for hell yeah, fifteen seconds. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, basically, this kid plays a, uh, a a little skater guy who wants to be a pro skater. His dad wants him to go to college, and uh, he does not want to go to college. So his dad makes him go to the construction company and work for him, and he still. Uh, dipping out on that to go play skate time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he meets up with some pro skaters, and they tell him, like, hey, man, you're cool, but, like, you got to cut out this kid shit, man. Like, you're bringing too much drama in here, man. Mm. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and so he fixes it. But he doesn't fix it. Honestly, I'll tell you this. Ryder McLaughlin is the kid's name. One of the best... Um, examples of uh, male friendship. This movie is about just broing out, dude. It's about yeah. it's about it's that's about, what we need these days. Yes, it's about love between brothers, man. It's also, a, the girl from Hacks is in this. <laughs> Hannah Einbinder. Oh, she's she's in this. Yeah, she's the waitress. I don't remember her. Also, yeah. remember when I was talking about IMDb looking really dumb? This is it now? Yeah, that's IMDb. Oh, no. Why you go back? Oh, Deborah Lamb's in there? What's up, Deborah? Oh, she is. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, jeez. You've met Deborah Lamb. Yeah. Have I? She came to UF. Yeah. I didn't meet. I, Randy's I like, I was checked out. She's in the, she's in the Dave O'Shea crew, dude. Randy was doing ayahuasca. He doesn't remember. Dude, you've seen her titties. Her titties were enough. Cool. She's got enough titties. <laughs> She gave Dave O'Shea a bath. Dude, when you were talking about children skating, yeah. I thought you meant like 12. No. Yeah, I'm looking at that. I'm like, that's not They're a child. 18. They're 18 years old. Yeah. They just graduated high school. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy this. I did not see mid-90s. This is a, a nice little comedic tone to it, but it's not jokey. I was kind of worried because I was like, Blake Anderson's in this. Is this going to be like, you know. I don't, don't watch mid-90s. I don't think you dig it. Mid-90s is an indie movie that's clearly not an indie movie. The kid from mid-90s is in this. Uh, the, from the, the killing of a, Bob from A Killing of a Sacred Deer. I don't remember him. Yeah, I don't remember Well, either. he's the guy in mid He's the main kid. Yeah, that kid, Sonny. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He, he's in this. He's in North Hollywood as a 
skater kid. No, I imagine he could be good. Who's just a stoned out little kid. What I mean about like uh, mid nineties is a indie movie that's not an indie movie. It's just the production, the the feel of the movie. Like you know the thing that makes um oh what was our what was Sean Baker's second movie that uh was like so good. Or not Florida second Project. Movie. Florida Project is what I'm thinking about, even though it's Starlet? like his fourth. Yeah. Yeah, not Starlet. I think you are right. Starlet's or, his first what, one. What was the delivery guy one? That one kicks ass. I haven't yeah. seen it. But Take out. Oh, man. You Maybe, know, yeah. Florida Project just feels so like raw and like fucking like real. Like mid 90s never feels that. Really? Like it feels like, like I don't know, Hollywood doing Larry Clark. Does it feel like A24 light, dude? Yeah, except I would argue uh, in the rare occasion that A24 feels more like indie and like more art house than mid 90s does, which I mean, I enjoyed mid 90s, but it's just not. North Hollywood is not art house. Okay. Okay. Take out. Was it Sean Baker? Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. A long time ago. Yeah. Is it good? I remember it being good. Yeah. I like Sean Baker. Sean Baker's tight. And I mean, that's an indie filmmaker. And oh, yeah. Florida Project, God, dude. Like, I remember- By we the went- way, do you follow Sean Baker on Letterboxd? No. No one watches more movies than him. I don't know. What about Mickey Outside from Three Friends? And Robbie. I'll tell you right now, I, Mickey, they did a fucking episode on uh, Pauly Shore. Mickey watched everything Pauly Shore had ever done in that week. And he was like, it started as a bit, and then he was in a wormhole that he couldn't get out of. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have been uh, secretly campaigning in my head for us to show Pauly Shore is dead as a part of the Unnamed Footage Festival. I, I, you know, after hearing Mickey briefly talk about it, I'm interested in watching it. You've never seen it? No. And there was the other one he made, too, that's kind of similar. It's a film made by him with a bunch of stars that, like... Uh, it's not Polly Shore is dead. It's something else. But there's one of that kind of genre that I think you guys should try to track down a copy of because I can't find a copy of it anywhere called That's Adequate. Oh, what is it? Mm, that's it's, what I hear it's after one of the, coitus. It's, yeah, it's, it's one of those kind of like <laughs> that's a lie. cavalcade of stars mockumentary. Richard Lewis. Hell yeah. oh. Like, check out this cast. Jerry though. Stiller. <laughs> that's Adequate. Fake documentary about fictional Hollywood film studio. Yeah, which is not... You know, without precedent, didn't Peter Jackson do one of those about some New Zealand studio thing? But yeah, no, scroll yeah. down to the cast of of That's Adequate and again, just Tony wanna, Randall. Everyone. Just want to point out, this is IMDb now. It's fucking ugly. Oh, we got mm-hmm. both of Ben Stiller's parents. Very nice, Richard Lewis. Maybe scroll down further. I don't know <laughs> any of these fuckers. Oh, come on. I thought I had it more stacked than that. This maybe is a, it's not. A, what do you mean? Robert Downey Jr.? I know, yeah. but I thought it was yet even more stacked than what you Robert Vaughn plays Adolf Hitler? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... Dude, I like the way that they call it a fake documentary, too. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, just with the mockumentary format, which is, you know, these are thoughtful films, just that synopsis alone gives me the idea that maybe this one isn't so thoughtful, yeah. which might be even more rewarding. Yeah. So I am I'm down. I'd like to dig this one up. How come you can't find it? It's just not streaming anywhere. It's or? not streaming. It's I don't think it had a, a DVD release. I think there's a VHS copy floating around on eBay for a million dollars. It's one of those kind of things. There Somebody you go. rip it. If I mean, if you're not streaming, you're scheming, dude. <laughs> you're scheming the stream. Joe Franklin? Oh man. Who's that? Joey Frank. Joe Franklin had a uh like a talk show in New York that was terrible. 
It checks out. Yeah. He plays himself in the movie. I'll show you more Joe Franklin. All right. Birdman. Yo. Impress me. Uh, I'm I'm looking for wait, an adequate. With what? With, what do you mean? What, what, <laughs> no, what, now, what are you bringing to the table? Now, before we started the record, yeah. I mean, you were just, I mean, Dude, Russell, I was you missed, fire, man. man, you missed a lot of gold down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I Charlie, Charlie was talking about uh, a, Twitch, a Twitch channel uh, yeah. w- that's only shrimp related. And you can't, there's two rules. Okay, so, yeah, so I guess first of all, yeah, we, do we want to talk feature films or do we want to talk um, streaming streaming accounts? The floor is yours for 14 minutes. I mean, Randy argued that a show is a movie. I feel like you could do the same about the shrimp stream. Okay, sure. Um, so <laughs> up until recently, I'd kind of been ignoring uh, Twitch content outside of people using it to kind of run like little micro cinemas, you know, streaming you know, different movies or whatever, doing little movie marathons. But I've reached out now into realizing what Twitch is really for. Hold on, hold on. Can you plug one of those? Because I've been curious because, you know, we've been fucking around on Twitch. Yeah, there's 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 one. I think it's the account name is like Horror Mom 92 or something. Oh, fuck. Um, she she's uh, I don't know, but she's great at streaming movies. Now, what? Now, are they all public domain, or do you think she's kind of flying under the radar it's, here? It's under the just chatting category for a reason, so nobody blow up anyone's spot. Everyone be cool. Rad. And I, again, you know, anybody who listens to this show, they clearly don't give a fuck about that stuff. That's true. But, but I've, I've been trying to get Clark. I'm like, we mm-hmm. should do a thing where we just like fuck around on Amazon Prime or like YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for for Twitch, a lot of the way around it for um, some streamers is also to kind of couch the the cinematic image in one let's say quadrant of the screen maybe up to forty percent of it I then you have it. a little border images and then also now here is the key part to have you yourself the the streamer like there also so that people can watch you vaguely like watching the movie and then they can type into the chat something like oh Julianne Moore is great here and then uh, the streamer will read that comment out loud say. Julianne Moore is great here. Yeah, I agree, donut guy. Julianne Moore is great. You know, and <laughs> when so, isn't she though? Exactly. That's why donut guys comment could be about any moment in any Julianne Moore feature, now, including the forgotten. Like, now, screw it. She's you, great in that too. You've seen the isolation? The no, the isolation shit we do on Twitch. Yeah. Do you think that was we, the first Twitch stream I think that I encountered? Oh well, I, I apologize. So. And uh, <laughs> do you think we could get away with that? Now we've we have played like former guests like Brian Lenano. We played his uh we played his short Gwilliam on uh wait, it's not called Gwilliam. What is that short called? Uh, I don't know, it's Gwilliam short. Mm-hmm. And uh we we showed that on there and I remember feeling like are we breaking a rule? Um I mean I don't I don't really know all the Twitch rules. Probably, maybe not. I mean cool. unless 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 the Gwilliam guy is gonna try to take you down for nah, it. He's a homie. Oh. I mean yeah, okay. I didn't mean to derail you there. It's just sure. I've been thinking about that like interactive kind of like a new virtual theater. Y- yes. And it's just I know the the movie industry is so all about the dollar that mm-hmm. somebody's going to want to get paid if anything like that actually ends up working. But yeah. I'm interested I'm I'm glad you told me about so, that. I'm yeah, going to look so up for mom. As as a community experience, uh you know, there are ups and downs to it. Actually, the San Mateo County Library does its own version of one where they stream from, like, Canopy or a couple other kind of, you know, sources that they have, like, agreements with. And uh, Do you, you know, watch it? 
I went to one of their events because Robson uh, was like the presenter. Yeah, David. Yeah. David Robson. He's been a guest on yeah, the show. He, he presented Akiru and, you know, we were watching Akiru. There wasn't a lot of oh, chat no. activity because it's a library event. And so like it's. You had to be quiet. Now, hold on. Do you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> have you met Kaja before? I don't, I don't think Kaja, so. Kaja, he's the dude that runs it. He uh he actually hooked up with Robson, you know, because they hooked up. Yeah, they hooked up. That's so Robson's tight. been introing a lot of movies out there. They mm-hmm. Um Kaja was, I think, our second guest on the show ever. Correct. He's the one that runs all those events. And sure. he's been hitting me up with like online links and shit. And I'm Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty so, interesting. So even even the library version of it does create a certain kind of new community. Uh, you know, different ones have different vibes and whatever. Um, the shrimp channel that I was talking about earlier, where it's just 24 seven, uh, footage of a shrimp tank, um, <laughs> that, that community seems to mostly be interested in shrimp, um, rather than, uh, images or the idea of it being a new cinema per se. Uh, Charlie, quick question. Yeah, now absolutely. these are, these are shrimp and not prawns, correct? Or do, 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 is, is that part of the dialogue on the shrimp channel? No prawns allowed. I don't know if we don't like District Nine. I don't know if you're permitted to talk about prawns or District Nine. Okay. Um, what I liked about the shrimp can, and there are you know plenty of wildlife cams on Twitch. But these the shrimp, are beautiful. Shrimp. The shrimp cam is the only one that seems to have a specific rule against even discussing the idea of eating the species of animal that you're watching. Like, I think for the wildlife cams, you could conceivably, without being banned, discuss the notion of eating a deer or a raccoon, just like in general terms, not even specifically about the animals you're seeing. True. But the shrimp cam, rule number two, is that there is no discussion of the eating of shrimp. You will be banned. This is your only warning. Like, Wait, it really is a can, serious. Go to the chat. Can, can we uh, yeah. test it out? Who? who yeah, what are you logged in banned. with? Is oh, that, are we, we going to get banned? Is that my Let's login? Get banned from oh, Shrimp yes, Chat. please. Wait, who who is that? What, it's your account? Okay. You might oh. not want to be banned. Can I we get banned? Might. Please, can we get banned from the Shrimp <laughs> Channel? Just say something Just like... Just say, ooh, shrimp, yum, yum. Yeah, I would be like, ooh, yummy shrimp. shrimp and then see if it's like you get good. banned. I have shrimp chips downstairs. Okay, I don't no. know what's... I can't They're believe... Good. Why is, are you so against being banned from this channel? Because it's a family-friendly shrimp channel. The kids are watching it and they're studying... Just say shrimp yummers. <laughs> yeah, then you could even just, argue. Just say yummers. That's it. You're not even saying. Yeah, let's test it. If I, we're gonna test it, let's test now, it. Now, because we have so many people in studio today, I, we don't have a mic for Oksana. But I will describe. She is very against getting banned from Can, the right, trip. Log in under my Twitch account. I'm surprised that the microphones aren't picking up her screams. I know. <laughs> Dude, I, I have no idea what my Twitch account login is. Shrimps twenty four seven. All right, yeah. Shout out, Randy. Do you know your Twitch login? I don't. You want to give it out on the bottom? <laughs> All right. Uh, I, yeah, log in. Here we go. Oh hell yeah! You might have to go. Ooh. Hold on. You might have to go to that account's email address to put in a six digit confirmation number after signing in on a new device. Oh yeah, god, this true. is gonna be rough. But I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> but anyway, I'll I'll talk about other Twitch. Stores. All right, please please do. So. <laughs> Uh, there, there, there's a kind of a royalty a uh, theme to a lot of the bigger and by bigger, I mean accounts that'll pull in 500 to 600 people, um, just for hobbyist stuff. I have an idea. Stay, stay logged in in yours. There's the donut. I'll King. do it on my phone. And we all can right. Watch it. All right. Cool. 
who will make donuts, uh, you know, starting about 11 p.m. to midnight Pacific time. You can just watch him. I'm into this, I think. Yeah, it's it's really it's really chill because he's just there. He's making different batches and he'll like to say like, oh, I'm going to make three batches of cinnamon rolls. This is the process for it and such. People can ask him questions. Um, and just for the record, like, yeah, his favorite kind of donut is he doesn't have one. His least favorite kind of donut is, of course, all of them because he's been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> I bullshit. You know, what, what's nobody your favorite likes, donut? Nobody like. oh, my favorite? You know, I, I got like a top three. It, I got to be in the mood. I, first, okay. I love maple butter. You know what? It's growing the more I think about it. I got like a top five. Let's go. You know, let's try and whittle it down to three. Uh, apple fritter. I, I love uh, what do they call it? The old fashioned, where oh, you can break yeah, it off. I, love, I like yeah. a maple old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Maple oh, old fashioned. I'll do that. I'll do chocolate, but I think I'm I swing more maple these days. Mm-hmm. You look like it. Right? I'm not a huge old fashioned fan, but you throw a little maple in there to help. There you go. Okay, I could do either. I could even do a glazed old fashioned. It's really yeah. the interaction with the food that I'm looking for. I like to break it off. Yeah, the, the way that the old fashions nice, yeah. yeah do have those like kind of exterior segments. Yeah, yep. and then even once you get to that inner ring again, it breaks off into clean segments pretty well. Yeah. I have I have this haunting memory of my uncle, uh, oh R.I.P. He's, he's, he's no longer with us, and I remember uh, I woke up one day and I was going to school and he had been crashing on our couch, mm-hmm. and he was gone. And uh, the only proof that he had actually been there in the morning was uh, a cup of coffee that, uh, you know, had like dribble on it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And an old fashioned donut that had all the sides broken off, but the ring was still there. Mm-hmm. And as a fat kid, I I couldn't help but just be like, man, fuck you, dude. Because if there were only one like little segment left, I would have broke that off and ate it. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking with the just the inner there's ring. An intact, there's an intact thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I. Yeah. I have an update on the shrimp channel uh, debacle. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I've gone through a journey in two minutes. Okay. <laughs> so I needed to um, verify everything in order to chat. I verified my email. I got a verification code. I did all of that. And then it was like, okay, you need to follow us now. I, so I followed them. You got to follow them. You got to follow them. I got to follow them. Now... It says you need to follow for one hour to oh, chat. Oh, I forgot about that. And you and you have fifty nine minutes and three seconds left. All right. Well, That's let's true. check Sorry, back in. I forgot about that. And I'm I've been following them for a few days, but I'm not getting banned from shrimp chat ever. So. All right. Well, then we can have a new segment: the twenty four hour shrimp chat segment. The twenty four hour shrimp segment. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> now, to get back to my top five. Yeah. Uh, I like a jelly donut. Uh. Now, what kind of jelly? I, you can't complicate. I'll tell you right now. Strawberry I am, only. I am the type of person, if I bite in and, uh, you know, it's a it's a juicy pocket and I'm really looking Ew. for some uh, for some jelly. Don't say juicy pocket. If I get again. if I get fucking custard on my tongue, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not a happy camper. Why? Yeah, I'll throw a tantrum right then and there. Okay, thank you. I you fucking hate a, a custard. I'll just well, you lie hate on the a floor custard? of the shop. I'll you don't like the, custard either? I will lie on the floor of the shop and throw a little <laughs> tantrum. If I get custy on my tongue. And I'll come and lick it off, baby. <laughs> no. I love the custard. What do they, what my they call the... pretty violent, man. <laughs> what do they call those log ones? <laughs> Can we order the donuts Wait, right the now? raised bars? Uh, what are they called? So they're raised bars, and those will be like, yeah, the, the long ones. 
Yeah. yeah. I feel bad because I bite into that and there's custard. It's going right back in the fucking mm-hmm. box. Okay. So they say raised bar. Now, I, is some, uh, in some circles, they refer to it as a long john. Mm. I was about to say a long boy. Or a long boy. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, this urban dialect for this fucking donut. Um, I, now, I, I'm hit and miss sometimes with Dunkin' Donuts. There are a couple that I like. <sighs> Boo. I like the maple long john. Those mm-hmm. are good. Yeah. But see, I grew up, I grew up on, on, on Krispy Kreme. <laughs> you guys got roll, you guys got rolling pin donuts right rolling down pins, yeah, I, rolling pin pins pins good. now i'll tell you my favorite donut chain by far and away is a texas chain that we had in mississippi called shipley's shipley's is by far my the best donut in the history of the world and there's no uh conversation is that to be a chain set around right? yes mm-hmm. i believe you shipley's is great how, how many more do i need in my top five I think we've had apple fritters they got shipley's in old fashioned and we've had the jelly you're counting fritters a donut I mean, I yeah. buy it. I'd never don't eat it anywhere else. It's uh, apple fritter counts because only donut shop will sell you a, a real apple fritter. I love a fritter. All though. right, let's do uh, the so cinnamon. Two more, man. What are they called? Cinnamon rolls. Yep. And oh hell no! I love raisin. I hate a cinnamon roll. I love raisin. I've never enjoyed. This is I true. Love cinnamon. I've never enjoyed a cinnamon roll in my life. Okay. Here's the other thing. I also like to interact with my donut. I like to uncurl them. I like to torture them before I devour them. What are you, Jigsaw? What are you doing? <laughs> you want to play a game? Yeah, I'm playing a game. And uh, if I got to have one more, I think I... No, Bear Claw doesn't do anything for you? Oh, I like a Bear Claw. I don't know if it's a go-to. I like a Bear Claw. Or do they have things in them? They do they can. have a Do they have a donut shaped like a Bigfoot foot that has like stuff in it? Yeah, you'll have to go to Willow Creek. I'm sure Coop, they do. Coop could tell you. Okay, that's my fifth favorite. I've never okay. had it, but I'm really... A Bigfoot... No, you're an idiot. <laughs> a Bigfoot-shaped donut <laughs> that's got stuff in it. I'm not sure what it is. It's probably brown and got, like, uh, interesting texture. What about a cruller? Well, uh, well, excuse me? Is that a German donut? <laughs> da. <laughs> das Kruller. Das Kruller. Wait, what is it? It's like... A, it's got little... It's like a... Google it. <laughs> it's got ridges. A, it's got ridges. It's kind of like an old fashioned. Oh, the French kind. Yeah. Oh, the fr- I, you know I like a French one. Not Cruel. my favorite. Nah. Let's see how she's. All right, those are my top five. But again, I started on that because I said there is a bad donut. Yeah. And it's always the donut left at the end of the dozen. Those. And it, it's the fucking yeah. I like them. They're not my favorite. They're they're kind of empty. Like you bite into them and so it's, there's a lot of air. I know. I hang out with people like that. I don't need to put them in my mouth. Um. Well. Yeah, speak exactly. soon. So the worst donut. Do we have a drum roll drop? Uh, the plain donut fucking blows. No, all right. What do you mean? When by you the, say the plain donut, are you talking about a, a uh, like a raised glaze, or are you talking about a cake? I'm talking about a cake. Okay. Oh, you're talking about like the classic, like if I were a, a police officer in 1971, yeah. I'd be dipping it into my coffee. Yeah, exactly. I do not like a cake donut. Has anybody ever actually Same. gone out of their way to buy just that kind of donut? But they always include it. They include it in the dozen that you can't pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most places you can't pick your dozen, which infuriates me, well, donut industry. What it, are we doing? It's literally a way to get rid of those donuts. Those are the worst. Yeah, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know what? I like the crumble one, too. The sugar crumble? Is there well, I like a cinnamon sugar donut. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I don't know. Okay, back to the Twitch thing. <laughs> that was a great tangent. I, I have... Uh, sorry. Uh, I've, been order- <laughs> I've been ordering donuts like n- not too infrequently during uh, this the past couple weeks. Like I've had nights where I just like order a half dozen donuts so from Rolling Pin. Let's order donuts right now. And then I'll just... Uh, just, just I don't need a... Look at me. I'll, I don't need I'll a fucking order donut. order right now. 
Dude, I you got one. donuts next to you. The fucking hostess oh, ones. Ca- you want some coffee cake? No. Keep them away. Charlie, you want one? That's a coffee. That's a cake. They're good. <laughs> They're good. But where is the coffee? In All right. The, in okay, the car so with the comedian. La- la- last Twitch stream. Uh, <laughs> and this is more that my my girlfriend's like falling in love with this woman. I think her username is like Bingo Dab Queen or something. She just plays bingo in Virginia. Bingo Fuck Dab yeah. Queen. Um, and, uh, she plays it and there's all sorts of, you know, you use the cool little bingo marker to do all the numbers. Uh, occasionally there'll be some kind of like drama going around. You ever see that Altman movie, California split and like the beginning sequence of it is like this giant room of all these different poker tables and shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are all these little micro stories going on everywhere. And so the best part of the Twitch stream isn't really the star. It's overhearing the crazier drama is going around her. Like there was a lady who, um, cause you, they have like, I think they're two or three numbers ahead of what's being announced are still visible. So you can anticipate what's going to happen with your card a little bit ahead of time. Mm. And this one lady was like one step away from winning $8,900 yesterday. And That's somebody a fair called amount out, of money. Somebody called out bingo, like right before that. And she like got up and started saying like, Oh hell no. She had to take, and she's like, I have to take a walk. And so she like, just like took a, took a fucking break, took a walk. Uh, the bingo dab queen followed up with her after, after the night's event. They, they talked about the, about that moment and stuff. It was pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, hot she'll, takes she'll, from the bingo circuit. Yeah. Clark is bingo dab queen kind of hot. I'd clown around it. <laughs> Only 6.2 K. Only. Oh, we need to blow her. Get, nah. Go get some merch. Oh, really? Now, now can we yeah. get banned from her channel? I wouldn't. Can we say that. we want to eat the bingo dab queen? <laughs> Is that rule number I two? I mean, I hope it's more entertaining than a comment like that. No. Come on. Make the bingo queen mad. Hit her where it I'm, really hurts. I'm not sure what the rules of the chat are. It seems like a pretty tight-knit community in there. Like, they keep tabs on each other. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They're going to find you, dude. They definitely don't talk about Mahjong. You're going to leave one day, and you're going to see bingo dots all over your car. And that's how you're going to know they're going to kill you. Oh, that's a good movie. Bingo the dots? Bingo, yeah. The bingo dot killer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the tagline? Bingo. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Bingo. Of course. Bingo. B-I-N-G. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Randy, you can't do that. Or what about just bingo? You're dead. <laughs> You're trying to find a fault in it, but you know that it would, you would find that on Amazon Prime, and you'd be like, oh my god, bingo, you're dead. All right, who plays mm-hmm. the bingo killer? Nicholas Cage. Bindi Irwin. Bindi Irwin? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Call back. Uh, Robert Zadar. He died, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like, if he didn't die, he'd get he, his ashes. He'll get his jaw. Oh, God. That's all, that's all we need. Put it on a necklace. All right. I, I mean, I guess I should talk about horror movies. I came on a horror movie podcast. I watched a horror I mean, movie. Did you? Last I, night. Yeah. Just, just, just so I would have a horror genre thing to talk about. So I watched um, Saw 7, a.k.a. <laughs> Saw 3D, a.k.a. Saw the final chapter, a.k.a. Uh, Jigsaw's Big Day, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, Saw colon Bayou Rodeo. Um, has... It has Look like a million poster. titles. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that I had seen the first three Saw movies before this because I was <laughs> able to follow about half of what was going on. 
and also recognize, oh, this is how far the visual standards of the Saw franchise have fallen. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, that's a cool poster. Um, <laughs> is it? It's, it's cooler than the movie. It's, it's like Jigsaw's trying to like inspire this like guy who's trying to um, do a stolen valor about Jigsaw <laughs> strap life. He's to like be a better jig, jigsaw victim or something. Oh, yeah. um, I, I really do regret having watched this film, which is a rarity for me. Usually I don't walk away from things with much regrets, but I didn't really have a good time with this. Is this the one where they have a uh, kill that's behind like glass on New York or whatever? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the pre, that's the pre-title um, kill. Um, yeah. I saw it in 3D. I had a good time. Yeah. It's weird. You know, did you watch it in 3D, Charles? I watched it in two dimensions. Mm. Now, I might have been should have watched it in the warped dimension. Now, earlier, I mentioned how I woke up and I was reading, like right away because I'm trying to read. And uh, good job, job, Randy. Um, And oddly enough, uh, in the book I was reading, they were talking about Saw. And they were talking about the guy who coined the term torture porn. Yeah. And how. Another very literate, intelligent dude argued with him that it should be called spectacle porn. And part of the spectacle, actually, the whole movie is about the spectacle of horror, where we're going to see. It's also about uh, fucking Instagram esque inspirational messages. (laughs) Like, like Jigsaw or whoever's doing the Jigsaw isms in this in this film is really into the Jigsaw. Is really into this like live, laugh, love shit where he'll write like value your loved ones, ignore your detractors on the different doors and shit. Was he Tony Robbins? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it's, it, it, d- there's not much poetry to the inspirations. Like no in time for haters. He's Gary right? Vee. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was pretty interesting because they were talking about like, actually it tied in like nine 11 and it was talking about how horror had changed mm-hmm. and um, our interaction with it. But the whole spectacle horror. Yeah kind of made the audience implicit in the whole uh, torture aspect where it's like, you know, at the end of Hostel, I'm going to ruin this movie now, but you know how our uh, character saves herself by like putting somebody else in the chair? Yes. Yeah. They're kind of like, there's a weird thing going on when the whole movie ignore the confusing seven part narrative that they rewrite at the end of every film. It's really just about people dying in new ways. Yes. There was something in Saw 7 too that connects to the um, only thing that I've been watching <laughs> uh, during 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 the pandemic, which have been old seasons of the the more punishing reality televisual experiences. Um, Survivor and Big Brother both have philosophical overlaps with Jigsaw, and where they're trying to to I guess uh, inspire a rebirth of yourself by saying, "Hey, if you can." If you can do this stupid thing that really sucks, uh, maybe you can also wake up tomorrow and, you know, like yourself more or something. <laughs> There's If you can make it off this game show island. Pretty much. Or yeah, if, if yeah, if you can if you can kill your body for a month and a half or whatever, you can do this. Or if you can spend a summer eating dog shit, you can do this or that. Um, but they all have the rhetoric, well, at least not really Big Brother doesn't, but Survivor certainly does, yeah. has leaned into, especially once the host, Jigsaw, um, took over the, the the role of controlling the discourse of like spiritual rebirth through all of this punishment. Um, I don't know. 
There's now, it's the same fucking shit. In that negotiation with like Big Brother and Survivor, yeah. how important do you think that like changes and how, in relation to being recorded? Like cuz that's kind of a new thing. Yeah, the display of the the suffering it's like I'm going to film my trials for you and yeah. it's proof that I'm different now. Yeah, but the are you talking about in terms of the actual suffering or in terms of the the post suffering the post suffering difference? Yeah, that seems to be what the the saw stuff certainly has a shitload <laughs> of that. And this one, and then saw seven, which I was surprised by how much of it was about um, the kind of jigsaw cult of belief of survivors of of the the traps and stuff. Um, I'm missing the middle, the other, the three previous ones. You're not six, missing five, anything. And four. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because that fucking M. Night Shyamalan movie had that issue where uh, we went to the theater and watched it. Praying uh, with Anger? Which, which one? Was it Split? Was that the movie? With the yeah. D.I.D. thing going on? With James McAvoy? Yeah. D.I.D. Yeah. Uh, Associative Identity Disorder? Oh, yeah. I understand. And um, we, we saw it with Marbles, I.I.P., R.I.P. And I remember she came out of there so mad. And she was just like, this film's basically saying the only tough women have had terrible things happen to them. Yeah. And I guess that kind of falls into the Saw philosophy, where it's like, you can truly say that you value life after you fought for it. Before then, uh, mm-hmm. no. You're not Tony Robbins. Yeah. After, after Earth also dealt with this... The notion of, of confronting, um, of yeah, like confronting, uh, fear and controlling and shit. Um, no, I never actually saw After Earth. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, if you're, if you're into anything about Shyamalan, it's probably one that got passed by a little too quickly because of the Smith family stuff. Yeah. And so it was, it was easy to not look at it. When he was fresh off of Avatar too. Right? Wasn't Avatar right before that? I think so. Avatar. Yeah. The Last Airbender. Oh, my God. Where he angered that whole audience by, like, you know, changing the lead character's name. Yeah. I don't know. He made some weird choices. No, I think After Earth was after... Uh... Earth? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> it was Gatita. The Visit. I thought... No. No, visit, I think... Visit was the year visit. after After yeah. Earth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And The Visit, I really like that movie. I stand by it. That's a hoot. It's a hoot and a holla. Mm-hmm. That's, that's nice. <laughs> I'll see his new one. Old? Yeah, I know. Oh, I, you know, yeah. I'm down. I've stayed away from the trailers, but oh, it, the imagery yeah. looks it good. It inundated you at the Super Bowl. Did you watch the Super Bowl? No, I didn't. Sadly. There was a Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, dude. I missed, I've missed, like, all... I haven't had broadcast TV access in so long that, like, all of the big events and stuff, like, there were Oscars, apparently, this year in the chat, too. Were there? <laughs> I didn't watch it. It was awful. I think w- w- Randy got to watch it and Clark struggled too, but failed. I no. struggled. Clark watched it. I okay, think. you struggled. Yeah. Okay, I got it backwards. No, I watched. Oh, shit. All right. According well, to the poster of old, there might be a skeleton. Oh, and he takes a bow. I fucking hope so. It's Oh, it's a prequel to the book series. Very nice. <laughs> he gets off the island, hooks up with that dog. I hope this is an adaptation <laughs> of Lee Perry. All right, Russell. My turn. this down. All right. Well, uh, you got five minutes. The only way to intro the movie I'm about to talk about was is the intro. So I'm just going to go ahead and play that for you right now. Okay. Take a road trip with me, Gorehounds. Four college students 
on a road trip pick up a hot young hitchhiker let me introduce you to lucinda she is full of sexual deviance and lust for the bloody kill the students quickly realize they are on the road trip to hell follow her around the next bend around every bend as she appears like a mirage ready to murder again turn down the lights crank up the volume fasten your seat belts this is your road trip on hell's highway yeah that played at the beginning of the movie at the very that. beginning of the movie i missed that. now um Thank you to Calvin McCarthy, our uh, guest from last week. Now, at the end of the show, when we're done recording, I, I tend to trap our guest for a little bit more time and try and convince them to either make a found footage feature and submit it to our film fest, or I try to give them homework and build in a segment. Now, I immediately uh, leave the microphone and yeah, go he to the bathroom. He runs in shame, and uh, he's embarrassed by my antics. But if I didn't do this kind of stuff, we wouldn't have the TBR report. The Thomas Burke report. <laughs> and I, now, I was so, I was on, uh, I was feeling elated and I was high. It was like my first time taking a, what's a, what's a good drug? Mushrooms. But, well, no, what's it, Sarah, no, what is the drug that comes, uh, psilocybin? Oh, yeah, that's mushrooms. That's yeah. mushrooms, you idiot. Randy, when are you going to hook that up, by the way? Yeah, what I haven't mushroom had any for months why your eyes say otherwise <laughs> now that you're in the room with us anyway calvin he i was like dude if you know anybody because you know he's an indie filmmaker he makes a lot of like low budget horror movies i'm like dude if you know anybody that we should be talking about or movies we should be watching like let me know and he's like well, what's an example and i'm like just think of it he went you know what i got it hell's highway and i went okay and i looked it up and the cover um it has that beautiful uh, the, the canvas, ha if you split the poster in half, the top half is just human eyes. Now, I own, human eyes. I own several movies with this same cover. I'm sorry, is there a, a ball game happening or is a house on fire? I, I think there's like children playing outside. It smells like a barbecue. Oh, the, yeah, and there's, they're roasting the children outside. <laughs> <laughs> Memorial no. Day weekend, dude. Of course there's a barbecue. Dude, oh, that's right. I kind of like it. I, for, I forgot that, you know, the world is almost back. Trying On Hell's Highway. Huh? Trying to get some hot dogs this weekend, you know oh. what I'm saying? On Hell's Highway. Hot dogs, dude? Do you want hot dogs and donuts now? Yeah! Fuck okay. yeah. <laughs> so, again, fucking Calvin, you, you nailed it. You hit it out of the park. Now, this movie... now. Oh. Instead of talking about the actual film, I just want to catch up, people. Maybe you're new. If you've made it this far, congratulations. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't like the term so bad it's good here. And I really enjoy films that are just kind of like, they're taking a weird uh, approach with the cinemaverse. And a lot of the times they're not paying attention to what would make a traditional movie good. And in this film, I would have to say that I think they were doing it on purpose. I think they were really trying to make a weird, funny movie. Except until now, I didn't think you could do it. But they did. 
And I'm only saying that because technically, through the editing of the the way that the the story is presented, through the casting, and through all of the like fucking antics that happen, towards in the third act, they're played for laughs. And the thing is, it's not completely obvious. And it's fucking, I don't know, it's incredible. And I don't really want to get into it. Now, now Randy, uh, Randy was coming over today. And I knew I had enough time. I wanted to watch two movies. I knew I had to watch this one because Calvin had recommended it. And I was going to try and get it done before you were here. But I ended up pulling audio and shit. Yeah. And then you were here and I'm like, fuck. If you had walked in and I was already watching it, screw you. Whatever. You're, you're trapped. But you were here and you were cool and you let me put it on. Yeah. Did you have fun I'm with game. it? I mean, it was fine. I wouldn't would never have finished it if I was watching it myself. But I don't think these kind of movies work well alone anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just like uh, the other film I'm about to talk about, I really think you got to watch it in a group. And I don't know. I I hope in the future, in a post-COVID world, we can just I'd love to show this in a theater. And I really hope we uh, stay on that track and we start doing like, I don't know, maybe like overlook hour presents out here locally or something but i i think it could be like a fucking ton of fun and um well i have a new crush on phoebe dollar yeah phoebe dollar i mean the whole time we watched that movie i kept thinking phoebe dollar the price was right phoebe dollar the price was right phoebe dollar um this movie's so loaded up with shit. Like I always said, the the way that these movies like uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii or The Room or um, Troll 2 really take off and catch on is they can't ever get stagnant or boring. There needs to be constant new ideas that are bizarre, new turns that needs to catch you off the whole run of the movie. And this does that. And it does that, which is very rare. So I'm going to keep talking about it. You can rent it on Amazon. You can buy it there. Um I don't want to get into detail. I do have the second intro of the film, though, which I would like to share with you. Again, I started off with the first intro. Uh, There's a little bit of uh, footage that happens, no dialogue, and then we jump right into this. Oh, no, that's the wrong clip. We jump right into this. Kids, let me tell you a story. It's about a pioneer and her husband that traveled out west in the turn of the century. But they were trapped in this valley starving the husband killed himself so the wife would have something to eat his flesh gave her the strength to carry on but soon she ran out of water and in her last dying hour she gave up hope she cursed god for her cruel fate and prayed to the devil for help and now here's the funny part the devil answered her prayer. Oh, it's beautiful. He will do that. Hell Highway. Time time. Oh, he he did. And it's fucking good. Randy, you scared of the devil? <laughs> I used to be. Me I'm too. not a God-fearing man anymore, so. <laughs> I was terrified of the devil. I'm glad you gave up the devil with God. I got very... You got to. Yeah, they're a pair. I, most people don't acknowledge that, though. Oh, you have to. They like to pick one and ignore the other. Yeah. It's like they're kind of a... Like salt and vinegar. It's a Groupon. You got to get them both. Like, do Satanists believe in God or Jesus? They'd have to, otherwise, but they probably don't. right. Yeah, Satanists are trolls. <laughs> I believe in God, but I don't believe in the devil. I think God's just lying about that. I think I believe in God, but I think he's a big fucking liar. 
Let's get Penny Lane back on the show. Now, She's now part stay, of the church. Now stay with me on this. <laughs> stay with me on this. What if God mm-hmm. was one of us? I mean, just a, make just him a, a fucking liar. Stranger on a bus. Make him a fucking liar. He should come out and be upfront with all this shit. Yeah, why is he riding the bus? What's his game? I think because he's really like the salt of the earth. God's a hack. He should get a car. <laughs> he should make it out of wood. He's a fucking carpenter. You're not impressed by that? That was one of the most <laughs> impressive things I've ever seen in my life. He made wheels out of wood. Yeah, Jesus invented... And it went. He invented the table, also, dude. Also, how heavy is that thing? He invented the fucking table. That Bugatti was crazy. Did he invent the chair, too? Did either any of you see that movie? Passion of the Christ? Yeah. I, I yeah. saw Passion of the Christ. I saw Passion of the Christ. And so he invented there, the table, right? Is there a big woodworking sequence in it? I remember misremembering Jesus getting introduced, like, oh, I did it. And then he's like, got a table and he's oh. like, you put shit on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to see uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays Jesus Christ. No one saw Joaquin Wait, what is that? plays Jesus Christ. It's called Mary, Mary Magdalene. Magdalene. It's with his wife, Rooney Mara. Dude, Jesus. Wait, oh, yeah. he's married to Rooney Mara? Yep. Bro. Dude, hold on. So he's a part owner of the New York Football Giants. Sure, yeah. Dude. Rooney Mars' father owns the New York Football Giants. Rad. JC did not have a cleft lip. Take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, on that show? uh, Did we talk about that on here? I don't think we did. We record too much shit. Oksana was talking about this pet show we've been watching. It's reality. It's really bad. They had the world's ugliest dog competition, and they had a dog with a cleft lip. It looked pretty cool. It's adorable. Yeah, look, I don't know. Ugly. They need to look up that word because th- none of those dogs were fucking ugly. They were like just cute in weird ways. When mm-hmm. uh, uh, a week, week two or week three, I think it was week three of me staying at the uh, Sheraton Crescent Phoenix Hotel in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it was the miniature pincher convention. What? Charlie. Oh my God. There dude. were so many miniature pinchers <laughs> running around and on front. They were there the whole week. Like every day, I don't know what they were doing during the week, but on Friday mm-hmm. was the show. Oh, and so Friday at 7.10 in the morning, <laughs> I get on the elevator and there is an elderly woman in a formal gown mm-hmm. at 7.10 in the morning. And I'm wondering what's going on. So we go down. I didn't ask her, just, you know, very yeah. cordial. And just stared at her. She did, she did not have her mask on. She apologized for not having her mask. It is oh, Arizona. That's, that's what it, that's, living free and loose. But she was carrying a big piece of plastic, right? And kept it right in front of her face. We get down to the lobby. There are 50 elderly people in formal gowns. There are men in tops and tails. Mm -hmm. Top hats and tails for dogs. (laughs) These fucking degenerates. They're cool as hell, man. (sighs) Men pin. Minpin. Tops and tails? Is that a thing? And yeah, there was a miniature pincher convention and also there was a Muay Thai uh fights <laughs> and nice. convention. Dude, they were doing dog fights? They did they had Muay Thai fights at this hotel. They do it every year. It's one of their biggest money makers. Oh. This Dude. is like two thirds of a Faulty Towers episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It dude, the crowd that comes to that Muay Thai convention. There was a guy, he was we talking uh, Michael Clearly, Irving? again, at seven in the morning, I'm checking out. And a guy just methed out is just wandering around. And he's like, I'm here for the fights, man. And they're like, that's in 12 hours. <laughs> he was pumped. Oh. He's pumped for the pinchers. Arizona's a horrible place. I love it. And I know 90% of our listeners are from out there. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. 
for the five years we've been broadcasting. Uh, yeah. Do you have another movie on the long? I do have another movie. Done? It's actually part two to another movie. Wait, before we can I just one last thing about Arizona. Um, <laughs> thank you to the Charlie fan club out there in Flagstaff. Uh, you guys are my rock. You're my table. Uh, you're my easy chair. Uh, you're all sorts of furniture. You're my love seat. Uh, thank you. Keep rocking it out there. Go Flagstaff uh, crew. Love you. Okay, how, continue. How, how strong are they out there in Flagstaff? Oh, no. Secretly, they're, they're weak as fuck. They're <laughs> incredibly unimposing, um, weak-willed little shits. I bullied them into being my fans. When I, when I drive across the country, when I drive back to Mississippi, I always go through Flagstaff. I spend the night there. Nice. Yeah. Do they it. put you up? Hmm? You're like, I'm here. I, the Charlie Crow. Yeah. <laughs> I have not run across the, the Charlie fan club down there. It was uh, a different different place and different Not worth time. running into. Okay. All right. No, no. I um I ventured out into the world and I went into a movie theater and I sat and I don't know what I'm doing with that. But uh yeah, I went and I saw a quiet place part two. Oh yes. Um, which you know, I wish I would have known uh oh, what were you typing in up there? Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were putting in some weird obscura. Uh is this a sequel? Yeah, it's part. It's a direct sequel. And I wish I had paid attention to the title and not just ignored the part two part. Mm. Because, I mean, I didn't do a refresher. It really warrants one, though. Really? Yeah. Like, it picks up and it they, they have a weird kind of... Um, it starts pre-part one for like a 15-minute like little vignette prologue or something. Yeah. And then it goes into after. And I'll tell you, I was kind of like unimpressed and like kind of poo pooing the film before. And I went in one or two. Uh, well, one was fine. I like one. I liked it. And I think you, you needed to see it in a theater. Very tense. Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, I know what I'm coming into here, but I wasn't like jazzed for it or anything. And I watched it and I was like, that was pretty good. And then we watched the Q and a with JJ Abrams and John Krasinski. Oh boy. And I'll tell you, man, I'm like, I don't care about this office, dude. Like, what do I, he played a dork and now he's like a good looking military vet and I don't care. But you're cool with JJ? Uh well, JJ is a dork. And uh he also ruined Star Wars. So, you know, not a fan of him. I came out of that QA liking them both more though. Oh God. And I'll tell you, John Krasinski. He's a. He's How can a, you not like him? He's, he's a likable he's guy. He's a charming dude. Yeah. Well, he came out there. I'll tell you right off the bat. I like anybody who looks uh, anxious when they get on stage, and when when you're that dude and you're kind of like making bad jokes, but they're kind of endearing. Like it's nothing like awful or like that you could clip. And when you're genuinely talking about your film in like a loving way, oh man, he won me over. Um, I I really like the Q and A. Also, it was kind of funny because. Uh, one of the segments we definitely need to bring back is uh, bad Q&A questions. I can't remember the title. That one's not great. Um, this one had the weird caveat of, we're going to ask a question, but we don't have a mic in the audience. And everybody out there who had a chance did a, the fucking novella shit. So you literally, uh, mm. half of this Q&A was JJ and John looking out in the crowd, just nodding. And then every now and then JJ would say something kind of like, Okay, so this guy wants to make a movie and star in it. And then the question would keep going. Oh. And it was they were they were fine. Audience was fucking terrible. And I wanted to pull it because there was there's a uh, a moment where uh John talks about coming back to the theater 
and I couldn't find it. The Q and A is not online. I uh, but I did. He went on the Seth Meyers show, and he doesn't put it as eloquently as he did in the Q and A. But I found something similar, so I, I wanted you guys to hear this. We're so excited to be one of the first movies back, yes. and I feel almost a responsibility. I had an emotional connection to it because I was one of the last movies to almost make it to the starting line. Then I thought I'd bookend it. Not that anybody else cares, but I think it's kind of special. <laughs> right. But if you're a fan of the movie, I wanted to bookend the, uh, the uh, pandemic for you. And I think the, the other thing for me is it's not about our movies. Sure, we hope you come see our movie. But at this point in time, it's about movies in general. It's just yeah. about getting back to the theater, getting back to being together. Um, so we're going to all these theaters. I've been to Cleveland, New York, Miami. We're going to other secret locations. And it's been awesome. I mean, just to get there and see all these people who are working at the theaters who have been, you know, hurting a bit. And we're, um, you know, it's really nice to celebrate them and bring them back. He who o- sees movies in Miami? I don't, I don't why, know. Why can't he tell us where else he's going? I, I think because he's just showing up. So, like, if you go to, like, at Tan Friend, we went and saw it with Jafsadi. And, like, Jafsadi, I, I love him. He's very talented. Not a great uh, crafter of a joke. <laughs> he beat to death this one joke of, where's John? Where's John? And it's like, then I heard that. And I'm like, oh, he could have been there. Like, he's going to weird locations. Wait, where's That's John? Cool. John Krasinski. Because he's like, there's a Q&A tonight. Because we went to the one screening with the Q&A. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's about the, you know, receipts that he got from that fucking joke. We got Scoop McNary in this one? Now, I'll and tell Demon you. Honsu? So, in the Q&A, uh, John talks a lot about how, you know, I bitched about it on the show several times. How that trailer just played forever. Also, Randy, yeah. five stars on that pronunciation. Yeah. In, uh, so in film purgatory, the quiet place too was just like a staple. Like I've heard podcasts uh, talking about like philosophy and art where they mentioned the billboard of a quiet place too kind of becoming a hallmark for the pandemic, mm-hmm. like because nobody would change them. And it's just there forever. And it's a, a post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah. So they're like, it's almost like, you know, fiction and reality swapping. And, I came in there and I was just like, I couldn't give a fuck about this movie. Seen this trailer so many times. And he got up there in that Q&A and almost started crying about like, just, you know, they did the premiere and then they shut down two days later. And he's like, it was so hard to hold on to this film. You know, that's like a family product for him. It's him and his wife. And he talks about like uh, TPA and J.J. Uh, Abrams, like all people hitting him up. Just like, I don't want to wait. Send me the movie. Yeah. And the company, they were. So he was getting feedback from like other directors. Actually, I think I have a clip. Yeah, here. Hold on. 20 seconds. Not long. Again, I, I, I'm very jealous of everyone here because I got to see it in the theater. I was watching it at home and went insane over it. And I just kept thinking, this is the kind of movie you really want to see in a theater. You know, There's a showing in about 25 what? minutes. <laughs> but, but- yeah, it sounds like shit. That is the only audio I could find from the Q&A from somebody there. But JJ would not stop like worshiping this film. Hmm. And he was like, this is a return to cinema. You made a masterpiece. Your, your control over the camera and sound. And, and they talk a lot about using an actual deaf actress for it. And like the craft here is so interesting. Well, based on what I've seen out of JJ Abrams output, I don't know if he's (laughs) ever seen a good movie before. Do you see what other, uh, horror director tweeted about it? No. Um, I hope you retweeted it. Nigel Bach. Oh, really? Yeah, he said that Quiet Place Part 2 is like a classic horror movie. Cinema is back. Now, Billy Freeds. Now, now I, I came out loving everything about it. I Still, it's probably a four-star movie for me. Um, you have to see it in the theater. 
But if you're listening to this show and you made it this far, it still may not be for you. And I only say that because technically it is perfect. It does amazing shit with sound. It's kinda, a blockbuster. But it's it's just not anything different. And I think yeah. if, if we're here fucking talking about like, you know, Jorge Torres Torres and filming shit like Fat Tuesday, it's just a different approach. And this is it's clearly like the best actors, the best camera. And like, I, I'll tell you that that vignette at the beginning, he John talked about how the camera was everything was shot like you're a part of it. So in the it's a prelude to the apocalypse. And he said, I really wanted to put you back in the seat with the characters and you're riding along everything. They're at a little league game and you're on the bleachers with them. And it hadn't connected until he said it. And I'm like, it was beautiful, but there's still like, it's just not nothing different. You Go can, ahead. It's Hollywood, man. No, oh, no, I like get Hollywood it. movies. No, you can. But I, again, I mean, we, we kind of talk a lot about found footage, which is pretty much the anti Hollywood movie. Sure. I mean, like, literally. I love both, baby. Yin and yang. I, I just read an essay um, from a film critic who was citing, uh, you know, Merrick and Eduardo as, uh, I don't know why I used the last name and the first name, but as uh, Japanese d- directors who literally, to capture reality, rejected everything from a real movie. Mm. And just, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Quiet Place 2 is amazing. I mean, take your mom to see it. But again, if you're if you're here, oh, she could not. <laughs> my mom could not hang. Why? It's a pretty touching family. I, I drama. took my mom to the Harriet Tubman movie. Speaking of Underground Railroad, I, she I, liked that a lot. Again, um, uh, Blunt and Krasinski like to talk so much about how horror it was not their first priority here. It's a drama and a family story. And again, I think that's the way you make a great horror movie. It's just when it could stand on its own, and then there's horror. It was it was really good. And a PG-13. Don't fucking watch it at home. If you watch it, there's so many people who are reviewing it. Is it VOD already? It no, is. No, it's not yet. It's not VOD. You can pre-order it on VOD. I checked. Okay. Because if if you're going to go on Instagram and be like this movie fucking sucked, it's going to be like, "Dude, were you in your kitchen making some hot Cheetos mac and cheese?" Because uh <laughs> Sounds kind of good though. I it's, dude, it sounds really good. It I'm going to order that. Disgusting. I'm going to order that pass cobra he got two boxes sent to him by a fan and i'm like i need it i want to try it if oksana had a mic she could tell you how every day this week i've been like do we got the hot cheetos yet anyway quiet place part two it's great go see it and again the metreon you fucking idiots take cruella out of imax and put that movie in there i promise you at least i'll go watch it what's it about cruella no, the oh, quiet, quiet place? place. I don't know. It's two. like the pandemic, and then we have a president nobody likes, and the world ends. Sounds good. <laughs> Wait for a. To I don't, be do, on video do you do you think home. I need to set that up? I feel no, like I'm just joking. Okay, yeah. Because I've, I've seen the trailer. A times. I will tell you if you want to get like creature heavy, they're a lot more like uh, present in this movie. Okay. But oh, they're not. They were aloof in the first one. Well, in the first one, they do the Jaws thing. I thank mean, you, if you want to, if you want to talk. Uh, Friedkin and like classic cinema, everybody's always like, you know, you don't want to show the monster. Uh, that's out the window here. They're running all over town. But hey, I would- remember when Friedkin made that piece of shit documentary? Yeah. That's it. Oh, I liked it. It's a terrible documentary. 
Uh, I mean, define good documentary. The style. The style, it was very dated. See, but I liked it because it was direct. It's like, it's just me and a camera, and I'm in the room with these people doing a thing. I know. No, I, believe yeah. me, I like him, but like yeah. it was like, gee whiz. Well, also, just the access. Alone. What are we talking about? The Devil and Father Mort. Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I remember that movie, and I, I enjoyed it. Stinkeroonie. The end. I don't It was good. You, I, you know what? I remember why you don't like it now. I'm a... Like the last, yeah, the third act, yeah, the third act felt like it needed its own explanation there, yeah. Oh yeah, you got me. I was like, I was ready to fall on the sword for this one. Why, like, why, you know. why, do, why do you think I don't like it? Oh, because the third act. No, I didn't like it because uh, we didn't stay around for the uh, oh, Exorcist the after, ex- yeah, the uncut Exorcist, the oh, director, like the cut. uncircumcised, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Exorcist when now with more turtleneck. Oh, dude, I'm in. All right. Um, okay, let's end it. All I was right. going to say goodbye to Charlie, but he went to go pee. <laughs> That's his way of saying goodbye. Um, all right, we did it. It's like going with Randy to a bar. We love you all. Randy, thank <laughs> you for being here. Of course. Randy, how's that, how's that commu- how was the uh, Sunday afternoon commute over to San Bruno? There wasn't much traffic today. You take the nice. bridge? I actually took the San Mateo because the Bay Bridge is like kind of fucked. Oh, really? Traffic-wise, or is there some sort of kaiju situation? Uh, I think a little bit of both. I think the kaiju caused the traffic. If mm. there's a kaiju coming to town, you don't want to be on San Mateo. That, that'd something. be a, is a nightmare. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If there is a kaiju <laughs> and he does go in the bay, we have a perfect view of the kaiju. Yeah, I know. San Mateo survived the uh, 89 earthquake, though. Oh, that's a good point. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Uh, dude, the Bay Bridge. What do you mean it wasn't affected at all? I don't believe so. No, the Bay Bridge is going down if we have an earthquake. You for think? Sure. I would put all my money on it. I don't which know is what's going much. on with the dumb Barton Bridge. I heard it's kind of dumb. It's been years since I've taken it. Oh yeah, I think I've taken it one a time. Charlie, I... welcome back to Bridge Talk. What's your favorite bridge in the Bay? Don't have one really. I I don't want to upset any of the fandoms that all are right. competing for this. Why'd kind we of book stuff? him? <laughs> You don't got a bridge, you're not on the show. Have He's you heard of the Golden Gate one? Overrated. Not true. <laughs> it is a beautiful bridge. I'm sorry, the, the face you made when I said that was just perfect. So Charlie, thank you for being here. My pleasure, thank you for having me. We'll have you back anytime. Anytime, let's, Okay, let's do it right now then. Okay. Part two, Hit coming play. up. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. <laughs>